This podcast does contain spoilers, so if you're okay with that, listen on. If not, pause the podcast, go watch the movie we're about to talk about, and come on back. All right, sweet. Excuse me. Brian, uh, over here. Hey. Pardon me, pardon me. Why don't you have the popcorn? It's starting! Woo! <laughs> hey, 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 hey! Shut up. Shut up and listen to the podcast. Hey! There's a lot out there to see. This is what we watched. Until Don't now. Don't you usually have, have like a standard breakers, intro? But I might have smeltoids. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> those are your those are your icebreakers. It's shitty puns. That's that's the, that that's the way to we go. like to. Yeah, that's our warehouse for sure. <laughs> I think we should just jump in since we're yeah. already kind of here. So, so welcome to the podcast, everybody. This is what we watch. It's a movie review podcast for movie lovers, for TV lovers, and for those who walk on four legs sometimes. Hmm. Interesting. I agree. Figure that one the fuck yeah, out. Yeah. It's pondering. Pondering. It's, it's a reference to the where. Never mind. Yeah. Yep, yep, <laughs> we haven't fair. got there yet. Clearly. Obviously. <laughs> As always, I'm Brandon. I'm your host. Jeff's with me today. Woo. Nala is Hi. back. And Luke is also back. Wibbly wobbly. <laughs> Wibbly wobbly. <laughs> Turn your fucking mic off. <laughs> okay. What is our wobbly count? Oh, God. I think, like I, I think we've already lost it. I think we're at four. I think. It's, could you could can be count five. them in post. <laughs> yeah, which, yeah. Can, hey, Matt, you got that? Okay, cool. Appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> anyway, so today on What We Watch, we're continuing our fantastic franchise with Harry Potter. Woo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Something's less than thrilled to be here. <laughs> it's it's a, I walk on a double-edged sword right now. Ooh. I sadly have a very polarizing relationship with this series mm. it's a catch-22 it is yeah. very much a catch-22 oh let's get into it so today we're, we're talking <laughs> uh movies three and four we're talking the prisoner of azkaban and the goblet of fire so dun, dun, dun. all right so now it starts off what what's polarizing what makes it i mean i think <laughs> i know the answer but i need to hear it from you so i don't assume things yeah for sure and uh for anyone who who doesn't know um in recent years it, so it's been happening for a long time, um, but a lot very, very subtly um, on J.K. Rowling's part, um, where she has just been problematic and has just said a bunch of problematic stuff. And, you know, when when she was like releasing Potterverse and like telling us all of these fun facts about the wizarding world and like all these uh, hidden, hidden Easter eggs and all that stuff, like a lot of people started to question what the fuck she was doing because mm-hmm. it started to get a little a little unhinged uh and then i guess she kind of felt like people weren't listening to her enough or something they lost interest or whatever huh. and just started doubling down on some really like super problematic and and pretty hateful rhetoric mm. towards a lot of different demographics yeah. but more like the one that she doubles down on the hardest is on the trans community And how, like, she is very transphobic. She literally is, like, proud to be transphobic. Hmm. And, like, is just, will not shut up about this nonsense. And it's, it's just, 
When did this all start? Like, I, I've heard about it over the years, but I'm very much... Maybe about a decade Sometimes ago. I don't hear about a lot of shit very much because I'm right. back and forth off social media and stuff. Well, yeah, so like I said, it start like, when she started launching Potterverse, or uh, is that what it's called? Yeah, the, that sounds right. The the website or whatever. Pottermore. Pottermore, Pottermore. 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 Yes. yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um, mm. When she started, like, launching that website, um, she was she started to be kind of problematic where she started to be like... Oh, there was a there was a Jewish character in Harry Potter. It's it's you know Marty Finkelstein and like uh-huh. the most generic like Jewish character yeah. like like Cho Chang uh-huh. is it's two last names and it's just like the only type of of, of minority representation and mm. like all this stuff. But then again, so in 2020, really when COVID hit, everyone was shut in, all that stuff. She oh. was just tweeting and yeah. tweeting and tweeting and tweeting. Um. And just like getting into fights over all of her, like like I said, transphobic rhetoric, where she's just like making offhand like, comments. Not even making offhanded comments, but just being like, "This is the fact," and everyone's like, "Literally, no, there mm-hmm. yeah. is irrefutable evidence to the contrary." Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, like, I'm kind of surprised her PR person didn't take away the internet. cancel her wi-fi our person needs to be fired (laughs) so and then so with that you start to look back at harry potter as the source material and you start to realize that like a lot of her views she has put into yeah her world is that more uh blatantly obvious in the books in particular it's yeah. been so many years since i've read the yeah books, it, it is but. more it you know because she wrote the book she didn't really necessarily write the movies right but she obviously wrote the books and right and but obviously like the names stay the same and oh, stuff yeah. like that but and, I, and they the do have they points. do translate sure. some of that stuff mm-hmm. into um the the movies too like you know the house elves for example mm-hmm. are just like an example of slavery that it's like if you create a world as as creatives ourselves as writers like we we put a lot of ourselves into our work because we can't not. So mm-hmm. it's like, but we also make decisions. Like we also choose what to put in our work. And so like, if you're going to make up a world and you're still going to like harp on the idea of like slavery and not even do it any sort of justice really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is just kind of like, why do you have it there in the first place? And that, mm-hmm. and that to me mm-hmm. was was my biggest problem with that storyline is is the house elves like it was explored, but it wasn't really ever tied together. It wasn't really tied up. It was just kind of there. Mm-hmm. One character had a problem with it. Nobody else seemed to really care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just seemed like it was part of their world, right? Right. Like, exactly. Mm-hmm. It was just um, like, oh, this is the thing. Yeah. And, and if you're gonna have that be a thing make a statement. And yeah. if, if you're going to be pro-slavery, say you're, you know, figure out a way to do it. If you're going to say anti-slavery, then, then, you know, but the book never really had a stance on it. It just mm-hmm. kind of laid it out. Well, there. Her, I, Hermione go, goes and like, has right. and Hermione's a, the like only a, one. The and only she one. is also like, apparently very outspoken about it. Cause no one else gives a shit. Like which no one else. Will, Watson was perfect for her. <laughs> for sure. Which is why no one else will touch this. And that's another thing. Like the, the actors themselves, like Daniel, um, Rupert and Emma have spoken out against JK Rowling. And they're like, mm. girl, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, stop, please. Like, right. Enough. Right. We, we don't stop. So that's why unfortunate, but like, sadly, Harry Potter obviously has been such a huge part of my life. Mm-hmm. It is yeah. in some ways um what I used to credit like my my 
inspiration to like get into filmmaking really mm. was from watching Harry yeah. Potter and Sorcerer's Stone because I watched the I, I read the book and I loved the book and I watched the movie and it, they did it so much justice and I I was like that's what I want to do I mm-hmm. I love this yeah. I love this feeling I'm getting well especially so, like people all of our age like mm-hmm. millennials in particular we grew up with these movies exactly. as those kids were growing up yeah. in the storyline mm-hmm. as well we're all the very attached like, to those. roughly you know. Yeah. At least, you know, when, when the characters were growing up, mm-hmm. like it was very, you're absolutely right. Like yeah. it, it, it's, it's a phenomenon that, that this caught on across the world like it did, but to also be that closely attached to it, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's something that it's, it, I, I find difficulty thinking that anything can replicate it. I mean, kind yeah. of like Nala, um, I'm the same age as Daniel uh, Radcliffe and I remember there being a casting call for Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time I was like, I want to, I want to be an actor. I yeah, want to be, be like, Harry Potter. I want to perform. <laughs> I want to be. Because I felt so strongly connected to Harry. Yeah. Right. And like, that's why it's just, it's so I mean, devastating. Same. Like, it's I was. so devastating that J.K. Rowling like ruined her yeah. own franchise. Well, but okay. Mm-hmm. So, so did she ruin it or did she just ruin the image of herself? Because the, the films and the books. So I, I guess my my real question is: Can you separate art from the artist? Because we talk about that a lot on this podcast. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. So so is it possible <laughs> a to do that? And can you do that with this with this franchise? Sorry if I'm like just jumping in. No, no, like, this, yeah. this is great. Taking because, it over. No, I, I, I love this. I love this. And also, it's it's it completely in theme with where the the films line up because this is a much darker uh, theme mm-hmm. uh, than than the first two yeah, uh, f- sure. from last episode and also with the movies getting a lot more darker and a lot more adult. So this is a great, yep. I, I think it's a great uh, segue into it. Definitely. Um, so as far as like separating art from the artist, again, I think you can only do that really if the artist is dead mm-hmm. because then they no longer have a platform to continue spewing their nonsense and then you can be like okay now we can criticize this person and i'm not it's such a bad way to say it because like now we can criticize this person and Hmm. they have nothing to say or or defend themselves Mm -hmm. but it's like you can criticize them because of the life that they've lived because because they have a start and finish to what they've done for their yeah, in their life essentially. exactly yeah. so it's like if you don't want to be criticized then don't do stuff that is yeah. going to get you criticized and you'll be fine tolkien wasn't so, a perfect person mm-hmm. and, yeah and he had flaws but he is long gone and but like, like then a, you can you can start to realize the craft yeah the mm-hmm. craft and he was a product of his time and he set up a lot and i think harry potter is in a way too also set up a you know, a platform for a lot of other content that we've gotten afterwards. Yeah. So, but so, so like what I mean by that is, is the class, one of the classic um, examples that I usually use or is given to me is HP Lovecraft. And it's like, obviously Lovecraft is, is objectively a really fantastic writer and everything, but was also a raging racist. And so you're like, it's, it's such a bummer. And and so I, I say, so I guess to answer the question, mm-hmm. sorry, but um, to answer the question, I don't think you can separate the art from the artist because again, just like I, I said earlier on, it's as artists, um, I mean, speaking as myself, as an artist, I put a lot of myself mm-hmm. and my views into my work. And so you're, you're not, you, this is you. Yeah. And, and like, I'm only saying this because like specifically to JK Rowling, she like wrote a book yeah. Also, under an alias, um, 
that one, the alias itself, the the name mm-hmm. is a like a, it's based off a real person, and mm. he was a also very transphobic. Um, Interesting. But wrote a book about an author who gets chastised by social media and it's literally just herself it's like oh this is my story and like is is really not taking any lessons is really not stopping to listen to people and is just like woe is me i'm gonna release a book about an author who gets um canceled by Mm -hmm. by twitter and you know they're the hero and twitter and all these people who are canceling them they're the bad guys right they're yeah. the bad guys and it's just like so you're choosing to write about that you're putting mm-hmm. yourself into that that's yeah. you that is your story so i can't really separate that from yeah. you but i, I, I also you. think it's i i haven't really thought about this conversation a whole lot but in talking about it now it's also i also think it's kind of a little unfair to say it, like consolidate art as a whole into that conversation because I think that really, yes, I agree to the point of probably storytelling as a whole. You almost certainly put a lot of yourself into your storytelling, writing, whatever that may be. Sure. But then I think about other mediums in terms of like, let's say photography, you know, there might be a landscape photographer or something. They take really beautiful photos. I don't think they're really inputting that kind of subject matter into those photos for that specific type of medium. They could be a really shitty person. But that photo might be really beautiful. I mean, you know, like like Hitler was an artist. Like, well, yeah, exactly. I, I absolutely, yeah, it's just interesting to think about. Yeah, I don't know. It's that that is a very interesting point to bring up because it's like, yeah, you have this beautiful, beautiful photo of the the mountains, mm-hmm. and then it's like, oh, did you know that the photographer yeah. was a Nazi? Yeah, and it's like, right. Oh, I would not have gotten that from this photo. Right, exactly. Yeah, and, exactly. and so I don't think that you get. I mean, there are some bits of you know misrepresentation or or lack thereof representation throughout the movies. But at least as far as the films are concerned, I don't think you get as much of that you know heavy handedness. I think I think the movies do a good job of separating into their own thing, and these mm-hmm. characters and these stories aren't exactly what Rowling had set up and she's not really that involved with the, with the movie. So I think that that might be a way for, for us to be able to separate it even, you know, even further. So here's, sure. here's the thing, right? Is that the reason Voldemort is considered one of the greatest villains in fictional history, as well as like just the death eaters is because she herself had to connect to a part of herself in order to write it that well. Right. It's goes for the good things, too. And I think there is a way to be objective about any piece of media is to analyze it. Good, bad, ugly, all of it. Mm-hmm. But it all exists. And the but the problem is her off uh, screen, let's say off screen part of her career mm-hmm. in which she's just making these comments on social media, sharing with the world these parts of herself when she could have instead reevaluated what she was doing and saying. Right. And that could have been True. a whole other, like everyone could still be just as obsessed with Harry Potter as they used to be. Mm-hmm. Everyone could feel so much differently, but she made the choices she did. She chose to focus on that part of herself, mm-hmm. the ugly part now, of herself. Which is just really unfortunate. Sure. Again, she just doubles down on it. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, then you look at her past work, and again, you you realize that, no, she actually does not have that much representation. She actually did not really handle these kind of uh, situations the way she should have. Um, so it's like, 
like I said, it's it's a catch-22 because, again, objectively, I can look at Harry Potter and be like, wow, it is an incredible world. Mm-hmm. Like, she like she really did. She, like, created the names of spells and she created yeah. all these character names and all these magical creatures. And, like, she really created this world. Mm-hmm. And it is phenomenal and it is amazing and it connects to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But then there are some other parts that are just not as thought out as they could be mm-hmm. and not as just not dealt with in kind of a a decent way. Um, and so you you look at those parts and you're like, huh, that that is her. Like you can you can sure. see that that is yeah. her. Sure. But then it's so weird because it's like <laughs> it is that is her. And I know that her like creating the spells and naming the places and all that stuff is also her. Mm-hmm. But like I think like Luke said, it's those those are the good parts of her when she's yeah. creative and when she's mm. magical and mm. when she's like this is this is fantastic and so yeah the the parts that really don't shine are the nastier parts of the series and ergo the nastier parts of herself and just the fact that she is she like has now not she she d- d- doesn't embrace the magic anymore of mm-hmm. her own franchise mm-hmm. and instead is like 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 a death eater sympathizer basically and it's just like instead of interesting it's an interesting juxtaposition from just where where the franchise is to who she is yeah so again i'm i'm wondering if it's if it's possible that you know we can we can try and, and enjoy these things for the entertainment that they are and not attach it to the ugliness that that she perpetrated after the fact of course yeah and that's why like you said, the movies themselves are, um, like, they they do separate it even further mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. from her because, it, I mean, it would be different if she wrote the movies sure. or, like, if she directed the movies. Sure. That would be kind of the same thing. But um, they are, the movies themselves are also their own thing and their mm-hmm. own spectacle. And their own, um, like, I guess now going into Prisoner of Azkaban, which is my personal favorite. Is it? of the films and of the books um it is just such a fun story mm-hmm. i yeah. i am a huge fan of wibbly wobbly timey wimey nonsense <laughs> um so obviously we'll get to that later with the time turner but i you know there's just a lot of great stuff and upon rewatching it it was just so bittersweet because mm-hmm. it's like Dang, I used to watch these movies all the time, and watching it again, I was like, "Dang!" This I have like is a newfound respect for this particular one as well. Like, I remember I've seen all the movies through, and I like them all in one way or another. Like, mm-hmm. they some of them have different vibes and everything too. But this one in particular, I was just like, "This one was actually craftily done." And then I it did when I did more research into it too. I was like, "Oh, it's Alfonso Cuarón." Yeah, and, exactly. And I was like, I "Holy was shit, I know that name." Yep, right. And that's what I was gonna bring up. I was like, I was like so filmmaker. many like they actually had like well composed shots mm-hmm. and some interesting things going on with lighting. And I was like, yeah. I just yeah, newfound respect for this one upon rewatching. Yeah, absolutely. It. <laughs> I mean, it, the amount of unbroken shots, the amount of of like movement that are that's in the frame like whether or not the camera is is static or the camera itself moves like there's uh-huh. just so much movement in in yeah. azkaban well, and i absolutely it, like like jeff said one, i have this newfound just like yeah wow factor well, there's one it. particular shot that really stuck out to me is like when they're at um the house they're at that house with like the weasleys and stuff and arthur weasley like pulls harry aside 
and then like they mm-hmm. go into that little dark under awning thing and yeah. then there's like in the foreground there's that poster of Sirius and they're talking about Sirius mm-hmm. and then they keep move closer and then they keep move, uh, readjusting yep. the shot and the composition and it's like it's a really long conversation like dialogue shot right but, and it's just really and, practically and, done and they don't they don't cool. cut right they they yeah. hold and they and the camera moves as the characters moves and and everything that's going on in the background like it, and, and then that like the the technique that it takes and the skill that it takes to kind of pull that off is just it is very impressive and mm-hmm. i think i think this one to me is is the one that starts to deviate the most from the books as well mm. and really i think quran was a great choice to do that to hand it off and be like okay here you make your movie based on this previous work and i think that that they were able to do it successfully i'll, I'll just want to jump Barely in and be a nerd like i'm <laughs> um, actually they weren't at the weasley's house they were in the leaky cauldron yeah, that's, what I, that's what I could not remember i said house um, i said house and i was like i don't really don't remember where that spot was it was just after they found harry and they were all already there i remember crookshanks yeah yeah no absolutely and and i agree i was gonna bring up um alfonso guaron because i remember watching it and this was before i really cared about who directed a movie sure yeah i just ever Every movie is directed by the same (laughs) unseen being. Um, And then upon rewatching it and upon knowing who he is and seeing his other work, I'm like, oh, that was kind of uh, the first time knowing that the first two movies were directed by Chris Columbus Mm -hmm. and seeing that the third one wasn't. It was really the first time that I was like, oh, wow, like within the same story, you can have so many different tones and so many different looks and so many different ways to shoot it Mm -hmm. and because like like i was saying i i noticed the camera movements i was like wow look at that handheld shot like i actually do not remember any shot like that in the first two movies Mm -hmm. they were very whimsical in the first one first two and they had like a lot more color this one was a lot more muted tones and everything like Mm -hmm. that it was just i mean it was quite literally darker like visually Mm -hmm. it was darker i mean with the the subject matter as well shifting you know thematically like the way it just it it was everything was composed was also just it it was such a a a jolt that i think the the whole franchise needed i Mm -hmm. really do i i i liked prisoner of azkaban but the first two are still my favorite really okay because of the whimsical because of the way chris columbus set up the world on screen yeah it like brought he brought every he built that foundation yeah and that needed needed to happen though because those kids were so young too and Mm -hmm. everything like they Mm -hmm. still dealt with some serious stuff in those first two movies but it needed to be yeah if they were that young with the style of prisoner of azkaban if they were like 11 um we'd be concerned about these kids just like trying to reimagine sorcerer's stone as like directed by alfonso coron i'm like whoa that would have been (laughs) way different yeah and it's like he he probably would have made different choices on how like how the wizarding world looked but Mm -hmm. it's like yeah, I think without Chris Columbus yeah. laying that groundwork. Yeah, he designed of, the visual element that we became accustomed to. Yeah, and yes, then and yes. then Alfonso mm-hmm. like went and darkened that. And yeah. It, yeah. it worked really well. Mm-hmm. Um I not not just with movement, um, with the cameras and the characters, it was just movement the whole time. Like it is just a ride, start to finish. Like yeah. I I as I was just watching it and I was thinking about the the other scenes that were coming up. And I was just like thinking to myself, I was like, damn, like every scene is just a delight in this movie. Like mm-hmm. so every full. scene is so mm-hmm. delightful. It's there so is packed. so much yeah. that happens. Like you just reminded me of another shot when they enter into the leaky cauldron. There's like 
um, Dolly move to the side, and then you see like mm. something like a spoon stirring something yeah. 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 like in the yeah. foreground, yeah. and then there's like they're going th- the like guy the- reading the Stephen uh, Hawking book. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's yep. all these little elements that they add into it to make it feel like a really full and rich real world, right? Which mm-hmm. is super cool, right? Absolutely. That's- Although it does seem like a very big health. A violation to have the cat and rat running around. Yeah. <laughs> well, that rat, that rat is also a person, so I don't. Yeah, that's, that's, there's I feel a, there's like other that's, problems. That's there. worse somehow because now you have like rat germs and human germs, so it's just like a whole thing. But actually, the the funny thing is, like having seen this movie so many times, we were just quoting it the entire yeah. time. Obviously, I, it, it was a really fun opportunity to. Um, just kind of turn my brain off to the story, obviously, and just look at the background, like you said, mm-hmm. yeah. and just notice so many things in this background mm-hmm. happening. Yeah. Um, and it's the scene with the time turner that we like. Oh, yeah. We like walked through it because oh, there's really? like so much background action. We yeah. paused. Like they hinted so being... many things. Like she has the necklace, on, like Hermione has the necklace on throughout yeah. the entire thing. Yeah. She and, like, she tucks it in. Yeah. Sometimes. And then I also like played it back too in like scenes where like Ron and Harry are in the class, and I was like, Oh, the seat next to Harry really is empty, mm-hmm. and then she does just appear. Right? Yeah. It was just, right. so, it was just really fun. <laughs> yeah, and that and that comedic through line of where does she keep coming from? <laughs> yeah. Like she wasn't there. Like that was I, I enjoyed that one. Uh-huh. And so, like I guess story wise, also I think I appreciated um, Prisoner of Azkaban, and well, I mean we'll talk about that later. But um, <laughs> I appreciate Prisoner of Azkaban because it was a, a story that did not involve Voldemort. Yeah. It, um, mm-hmm. it was just mainly very. He took a year off and I <laughs> I thanked him for it because I was, it, it's just fun. You know, yeah. you have the first two books and you're dealing with Voldemort and you're like, okay, are we going to deal with Voldemort again? And mm-hmm. I'm glad that J.K. Rowling was like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're good for a year. And it was really fun. It was like this other threat we got because it was another threat. We got even more of the world. We, right. we are now introduced to Azkaban. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we cool. also find out more about Harry's parents in this one too, yep. which is a super interesting, like his yeah. friend, like the friend group that mm-hmm. his parents group. had and how that complicated things and like the twists and everything. It was just a really fun storyline, honestly. Yeah. It re- uh, I really did enjoy the storyline. This one definitely required you to know the source material material though. Like there are so yeah. many, a lot of name moments, dropping. A lot oh, yeah. of name dropping, a <laughs> lot of instances, and, and a lot of that's happening in the background as well mm. that you don't really quite pick up on unless you really know, like know what's going on. Like if you were only watching these movies and had no prior knowledge of this, this is the one for, for all its glory, this is the one where it really like yes, it, it deviates, but it deviates in such a way that it it still somehow relies on on the books and i don't know how to feel about that i'm conflicted about about that i, I mean like for instance there's uh neville's backstory mm-hmm. with his parents mm-hmm. and why that scene with the with the fake mad eye moody who's actually barty crouch jr mm-hmm. who's is, actually a good teacher is <laughs> you know if you didn't read the books you don't know that barty crouch jr i mean i think they mention it but it's so easy to miss in that mm-hmm. um scene where he goes into Dumbledore's memory right that you won't know that Barty Crouch Jr. is the one that tortured his parents with that same right. exact curse well, they, and like why he's choosing Neville to come up at that moment right right they right. subtly say it in that like courthouse yeah. memory setting where they're just yes. like mm-hmm. the this the you tortured the, the order yeah like the like the case where with the Neville or the Longbottoms mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. with the Cruciatus court uh, mm-hmm. curse mm-hmm. Um, they do mention it but yeah it's it's you can miss it very easily too very quickly very yeah. quickly I think the the only reason it's not really it's like own standalone thing and requires a lot of um, 
exposition and like explanation is because the first two books did deal with Voldemort and this one did not. Mm -hmm. And so they still had to reference Voldemort. Sure. And they still had to. But like, you know, honestly, with that, I think you can just watch Prisoner of Azkaban like as its own little movie. Yeah. If you wanted to, because even though they reference these things to this greater world, Mm -hmm. they still keep a lot of the information concise to the story itself. Like they didn't bring up the Marauder's Map in Chamber of Secrets because there was no reason to bring up the Marauder's Map. Right. There was no reason to bring up Sirius Black because Sirius Black was still in Azkaban. So it's like they, there is a lot of references and stuff, but they still... Sure, but I, I, I more mean like like the friends and the ancillary characters and kind of just like the situations of like the world going on around Harry. Like we were focusing on this one kid, which is which is fine, but there's so much more deeper that's happening. And, and I think the movies just kind of like throw it in the background and throw it out there. And it's just kind of left up to you to go, oh, cool. I recognize that person from the last film I or the last film. I think it's because this fair. is the first time Harry is becoming more aware of a bigger problem outside of school. Okay. Uh, I mean, it is, it's the first time we see magic in the real world. Right. This is the first time we, this is the first time we see him not just at his house and just at the school. He actually Mm -hmm. leaves into the real world. Or in the magical Mm -hmm. world. We're Mm -hmm. seeing it like, we're seeing this overlaps. This is the first time we're seeing an overlaps with the magic world Mm -hmm. and the real world. Yeah, it it, it starts to expand a bit more. And then again with, uh, Dumbledore's memory, he then gets an even bigger picture of like, this is like a lot bigger than, you know, I could have even... Than what I thought. Yeah. Sure. Um. So I, to that, I was going to also mention that like in the first two books, a lot of, a lot of things were happening to Harry. And in this one, things weren't like happening to him. So he was more of an active character mm-hmm. than I feel like in the past, in the, you know, the, previous two installments he was a more passive character mm-hmm. and he was just like oh, yeah. i'm just trying to live <laughs> I don't know. i'm I just like trying he's... to exist and then things are happening to him and he's like oh i need to deal with this but he's still a reactive character in this one like he doesn't do a lot of i'm starting something but he he's a he's a real follower to be honest with yeah. you like, well, we're learning along with him right he's our character that he doesn't like he is a know stuff for the audience Absolutely. and then and then he gets told what how the world I mean, works and like, then we find with out with that though he he also chooses to leave the dursleys like yeah. he never did that in the past right. You're right. and you're right from that he he does become kind of more active in that part of his life at least yeah so like he he's he starts to make choices right. in well you're right like he gets motivated when he thinks that Sirius black screwed over his parents so like he does you're right he does get more active in being like i have a goal I want to kill this dude. Because like in Chamber of Secrets, it was like, oh no, I just happened to be here while this writing is on the wall. Mm -hmm. Oh no, this Mm -hmm. is happening to me. Oh no. Versus like you said, it was, he was like, oh, let's go. Yeah, it's like, I need to find this dude. "Mm." And he was, it it was not just that, but he was also active in um, like wanting to go to Hogsmeade. And then with that, with his activeness, if if he didn't try sneaking out, if he had just resigned to his fate, and stayed up in his dorm, he would have never had the Marauder's Map. Right. Because it was yep. his activeness to, oh, I'm which, gonna be mischievous and sneak out. Which, why the hell would the Weasleys give that up? 
I know. Why it's such would a cool they thing. just give that map to Harry? That makes no sense well, in any way, shape, I, or form. All the Weasleys have kind of taken Harry in as. A <laughs> I think they just—they sure. know Why everything. Why would they show him and let him maybe borrow? Why would they give it to him? Because he's the main character. Ah, <laughs> there it is. Because <laughs> the movie has to happen. Um, <laughs> also, I need to correct myself. I've been speaking about Barty Crouch Jr. Mm-hmm. That's the fourth movie. It is. Yeah, I, mean, we're I, I, I was four. letting you do it. But I was like, oh man, our listeners might be very confused. <laughs> yeah, no, I was like, I just realized I was confusing the third we're one. We're talking three yeah. and four. However, yeah. you, I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> he does, it is the first time he's actively like, he asked Lupin to help him learn a spell with yeah. the, with the uh, Patronus spell. Yeah, like no, he actually where, wants to do after school activities. I don't think he does. I think Lupin's like, uh, you know, hey, you need to learn how to defend yourself. I thought Harry no, asked him. He does. He's like, I thought it's kind of the same terminology, but I thought Harry goes, I need, I need to learn how to defend myself. Yeah. Can you help me? Because yeah. Lupin, okay. Lupin jumped in front of Harry mm-hmm. and the Bogart. Right, right. I he... remember that. Which was, which oh, no, was. Oh, no, no, Because Lupin did the Patronus in the, in the train. In the train. Right. So yeah. Harry's like, how did, you, how do did you do that? Like, I need yeah. to know how you did that. Oh, you're yeah. right. That is So right. he already right. knew, he knew that Lupin knows somehow how to deal with these dementors so he actually does actively go in that is true and then watch the movie brandon he is also (laughs) (laughs) he is also a little bit more once i i I was thinking like after they they time travel and he's kind of following hermione but then he still does jump in and save himself like you know he's waiting and waiting and not necessarily he he does take action in that moment so i think i think there's more than i was remembering that's Mm -hmm. an absolute pivotal moment for him as a character i agree is like he's like i have it within me Mm -hmm. to like sure all these things have been happening to me and i've been going along with it but Mm -hmm. that last stand is the moment where he's like i can't keep being passive I right, right. i've got to do something i will yeah. say though it, it is funny since you did conflate the two and are talking about goblet of fire he <laughs> goes back to just being a passive character in the next one <laughs> yeah but classic harry. it's just like i i just there were there are a lot of great things about this movie it was also uh-huh. just one of the movies where harry's i feel just like genuinely the happiest oh especially I, the like, end he, freeze frame exactly <laughs> exactly that's what yeah. i'm talking about the one like where his face is getting sucked off like else, a dementor like yeah. literally yeah. he's he's like crying at the end of the fourth one he's crying at the end of the fifth one he's crying at the end of the sixth one. like he he yeah. goes through hell I don't prisoner know. of azkaban he's is smiling truly... he's beaming in in the first one he's uh you know he's i'm not really going home uh, uh chamber of secrets that ends how does that one end that's exactly? fair but it like he he still was Dobby. going home to yeah. the dursleys yeah, right yeah this was the first time he was like oh my god i have someone else in my life who loves me and yeah. like i have someone okay. who knows about my parents, mm-hmm. he's he's asking me to to live with him. Now, now like, how did you feel? I am great. How did you feel about that moment? I feel like I don't remember in the book it being that quick, but goddamn, Harry Harry switches like immediately going. Oh, cool! You knew my parents. You're my best friend. I love you. I will mm-hmm. do anything for you. I trust you. All, Are you talking th- about particularly like the scene when they find out that Peter Pettigrew was the one that right. Uh, like basically betrayed his parents. Yes, yes. Um, I mean, like he, he he switches on a dime. Yeah, and just literally, like I'm going to trust my life and everything to you. I'm going to go run after this werewolf and save your life. I don't know. I, I just like that was really quick. Yeah, really quick. And I again, I don't remember if it was because in the books we got a little bit more, you know, inside his head. 
and like, you know, that moment between them and a kind of, hey, look, I'm sorry. I didn't do any of this. I mean, I've been stuck in prison this whole to time. To be fair, if I'm remembering correctly, after the scene when they find out Peter Pettigrew was the bad guy and they start coming out of the tree, Lupin transitions into that werewolf and Sirius is doing his damnedest to like save the kids and everything like I don't yeah, know. He, Snape he, did a really yeah. good job of trying to save the kids. Like he literally threw his body over the. Yeah, children. but Sirius too, literally but yeah. attacked. S- yeah, the Sirius werewolf. like literally he, he went him into animagus form and yeah. he did attack the werewolf. Yeah, and then Harry tried to help him, and then like you know Sirius kind of like hobbled off because he got. But I don't want to take that moment look, away from Snape either. I, that totally, was a yes. no, that's a great moment. That was a great character. Which moment again for him. is yes, just so really. such a shame that his character is just such garbage like he is so because you see it in the in the other movie you're just like this is such an abusive teacher he is abusing the children both mentally and physically he's like one of those neville's bogart is literally his worst fear in the world was his teacher why are you an educator if your student he's like he's a tough teacher he's a tough he's a tough teacher but (laughs) But he knows what he's doing but on that note to go back to brandon's what brandon was saying about you know it you would have had to read the source material is if you watch that as a standalone movie, if that's the only Harry Potter movie you watched. Mm-hmm. They hadn't shown Snape yet. Mm-hmm. So you, yeah. wouldn't, you, you wouldn't know who that is. That's true. You would say Professor Snape. You'd be like, oh, he must be a teacher at the school. But they haven't they hadn't shown him. It took so long into that movie to show Snape. Yeah. I, it really did. Well, the first his, time I can think of off the top of my head is with the uh, Marauder's is the, Map. Is, no, it's the right? Boggart. Yeah. Well, it's the bogger. Yeah, text. it is yeah. the bogger. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah. When he's in his grandma's uh-huh. clothes. Uh huh. So you'd be like, what is this? So, yeah, you do need to know the source material, mm-hmm. as Brandon was saying. That's very true. I will say, though, with Snape, Gamma though, did good. I did like, like, if even if, like, let's say you didn't read the books, you have no background information about, like, char- the characters and stuff. I kind of almost do like, with, with rewatching these movies, um, Snape's character seeming so dark and kind of almost villainous in some ways right because then it makes that twist at the end in deathly hollows so much more impactful that he actually like really did give a shit oh and absolutely yeah, but you can be like dark and mysterious and brooding <laughs> and like aloof and like sure. kind of rude and not be abusive to your right. students and not call but them he's also like, insufferable know-it-alls sure but he's also like this conflicted character in his own right that he's like bitter about a lot of the situations like he didn't yes. like uh Harry's dad. No, yeah, by they, any means. Well, it's because he was the he was the bullied kid. Like, yeah, he totally. was the one who everyone shit on. And now you have these, you know, these rich kids basically sending their their kids to school. And now I've got to teach the the people who just made my life fucking hell. Yeah, I'm gonna show them. I'm gonna make their lives hell. Yeah, so I mean, that's where okay, that but he's comes a grown from. ass man. And there yeah. was also that a he's time not... period in there where he was a death eater. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. I mean, it's a. Re- Redemption for him. Yeah, no, it absolutely way. is. I'm a very just, complicated I, character. Exactly, and and I love the, the the complexities of that character, and that's why I think he even yes, says he might be an abusive teacher, but there's it, it's not without reason. Not yeah, but he also, abusive teachers, but, but even, I think that it's interesting to watch because of what we know about yeah. his character. Even more specifically, right. though, for for Harry, like he, I think he even says in the movie and in the books or something that he every time he looks at Harry, he sees. James is it James Potter mm-hmm. is that right his yeah. dad yeah like he sees him and he like reminds him of him so right. like he gets this probably bitter sense and he's tone triggered. every time he's yeah, very so triggered. triggered well and and honestly <laughs> uh when he calls Hermione an, an, an insufferable know-it-all she is oh, 
She absolutely is. She no, one hundred percent. Okay, but she's also thirteen. But, but think, no, think about it. She she is what what thirteen year old is not an insufferable know it all. She is always speaking out of turn. She's always trying to prove that she knows everything. And at this point, Snape is literally no. She I'm he's triggered. asking. That's he's asking a question for the class. She's the only one who knows the answer. He knows she's the only one who knows the answer. And he's he's no. I'm not going to let you answer. Yeah, stop. Let the other stop, kids learn. Right. Stop talking. <laughs> out of turn he may have he may have gone about it in in a not so yeah, so, so be like let so someone nice else way. answer the question miss granger instead of being like stop being an insufferable know it but that's not who he is but that's not who he is yeah. uh, also i think uh, he's a very relatable type of teacher i feel like i know i, I hate have, being a teacher and i feel like almost <laughs> i think a lot of people have had a teacher that was a less exaggerated version of snape at some point in their life I know you've told me about a teacher you had in high school that was like along the lines of Snape. Very strict. Ooh. And for me, it was my second grade teacher was super. She was an old witch. <laughs> Literally? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like magical abilities and everything? Sure. Yeah, she was like, magical? Oh my God, you went to Hogwarts? Like a... <laughs> but yeah, I mean, those. Uh, so, so to my point exactly, those people should never have been educators in the first place. But they, they end up teaching because for some reason or another they need they have to teach snape i don't think wanted to be a teacher voluntarily i dumbledore needed him in that position well and he also is he's is undercover. well he's also very upset about not being defense against the dark arts teacher that's, which was explored in the name. books again but helps to kind of defend his character of i don't want to be doing this so if i'm going to do this we're doing it once and and that's it yeah. that's all you get like Yes, he's he's not a great person, but he's an interesting character. Yeah. Kind of going off on a different tangent, though. What did you guys think of the CG in this movie, the third one, Prisoners of Azkaban? I thought it was actually pretty good. I yeah, thought it was I pretty it good, too. I thought it still held up. It's, I think yeah. it's... it's uh, it's impressive. Through three is the best of the three. Through mm-hmm. four, I think I think Goblet of Fire is better, but I think mm-hmm. it, it, it holds up. Uh, like Nala said, I think that it's um, uh, an, an interesting way to depict certain creatures yeah well like particularly on the train when the ice kind of goes over like the windows and stuff i thought mm-hmm. that looked really awesome yeah and then the dementors i think still looked really good too yes like, they were, like very horrifying yeah. very oh, yeah. nightmarish i so cool. i saw like the behind the scenes of this movie and it was really cool to see um because like the dementors actually were they yeah they were cgi but they were also done practically right they well that's the thing they that made we, this like little little figurine right well we talked about in the chamber of secrets that the basilisk was surprisingly looked good because they did like the kind of classic jurassic park thing where you use some practical but then also cut to cg and then back out like you use both interchangeably and it tricks your mind into thinking like this is actually really legit <laughs> mm-hmm. so they did a really good job I, with it. no I, I agree i think the cg in this one is really good i also really enjoyed the amount of classroom like classrooms we got to see like the amount of of teachings and like interactions like with with other students and like more expansion of the world i thought was Mm. really interesting in this one that that especially in goblet of fire i mean we get one classroom scene that's it literally that's it obviously the the bulk is is the tournament but i don't know i i yes i enjoy learning but i also like i think it's one of the easiest and best ways to broach a subject and, and mm-hmm. really like you know get us into this world yeah well each movie they keep expanding on the different class like you see more and more of hogwarts each time mm-hmm. in these mm-hmm. movies which mm-hmm. is pretty cool um it also raises questions of like where was that when 
this happened and other stuff too. But. So like with, <laughs> with that point, I, I do agree. Um, and that's again, kind of why I liked this because it didn't involve Voldemort mm-hmm. because it seems like every time Voldemort is involved, like the whole school is involved and the whole school has to shut down and the whole school has to deal with it. Um, even though this one was kind of like that with like, Oh, the Dementors are around the school and, sure. and everyone's now sleeping in the, the great hall because someone tried to break into the Gryffindor common room. Yeah. Um, so like it did, but it's, it didn't affect them as much to stop their classes right. and to deal with it right. more than their classes. See, I'm not so the we only got, Ravenclaw. So we, got, <laughs> we got more, um, look into, into the world, into yeah. an actual mm-hmm. school year. And mm-hmm. yes, I think that was also part of what I appreciated. It was you, yeah, you got all these teachers, you got all these cool new monsters, these new spells, these new scenarios. I mean, what we have, we have Hagrid's class, we have Defense Against Dark Arts, obviously, we have Divination. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think another reason is because they have potions. Potions. I think another reason is because, um, because of Hermione's storyline and the fact, like, I think they showed all these classes because. They needed to show her in all these classes right, and comment all of them. on the fact that like, blimey, Hermione, how many classes are you taking? Mm-hmm. So like, I think they that was also a point to show a lot of classes and Hermione is there. Yeah. And so when we get to the time turner, it's like, oh, I see. We've been in all these classrooms where she's just appeared. Right, we right. get it now. Well, something right. I noticed, too, was that the first movie was all three of the main kids. Second movie by going in the Chamber of Secrets, Hermione was petrified. So it was a Ron and Harry kind of. Uh, descent into that and then this third movie Ron was out and then her, uh, Harry yeah. and Hermione started doing the rest of the stuff towards the end also well. maybe so they kind of transitioned favorite. it yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I put a note in here literally like this movie just defines Hermione's a badass Oh, like, absolutely. Oh, so cool. Or like Draco punch. Oh, let's my God. Go. Yes. Yeah. Which looked, I think looked better from afar. I well, think I think the whole that whole scene just looked like a better. It's just, which is she just, because she the, just overextended her arm and it made the punch seem weaker. Like yes. if the punch had landed while she was right, like hooked. Yeah. I think it would have looked better. I mean, better, she should have just but... punched him. Let's be honest. But why? You can do magic. Why are we resorting to physical <laughs> violence? I'm ser- like, is it because like you're around magic and so now you're going to be like, oh, I'm also a human and I can overpower you without magic? Is that what it is? Why is there so much Maybe that's physical? I think so because she demeaning. was brandishing her wand at him. And then Harry said, like, no, don't. And then he said, and she's like, okay, well, I don't need a wand to fuck you up then. Totally. So so I think it's more demeaning for Malfoy. But I mean, Quirrell Quirrell (laughs) went to strangle uh, Harry in the first one. Uh, What happened earlier in this one where in in Azkaban, in the early scenes, where it was, to me, made no sense. Hmm. Um, Something I noticed with Azkaban and Goblet of Fire, um, at least with, with these four, is the movie's trying to deceive you. Like for who is the actual villain? It's it, they're very deceptive and 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 try and kind of throw you off base and throw you off the scent of uh hey pay attention to this guy because they're the bad guy mm-hmm. but really the villain's off doing something that you may or may not see. Mm-hmm. Goblet of Fire I think was full of hey did you catch the tick? Did you catch the tick? Did you get it? Did you get what we're trying to do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't know if I liked it or not. So Azkaban, I thought, did a great job at going, hey, no, Sirius is bad. Everyone hates Sirius. Harry hates yeah. Sirius. You know, this is a person to be feared. Snape's even here. You know, holy shit. We're going to turn it. Mm-hmm. I, it was just such a I mean, quick... again, you're yeah. in the hands of Alfonso Cuaron, mm-hmm, who sure. is a crafted filmmaker. Academy Award winner. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
in the first two, you're in the hands of Chris Columbus, who has a different kind of filmmaking style coming from a more of a family comedy kind of um, whimsical with Home Alone and Mrs. Doubtfire mm-hmm. and movies like that. And then you got Mike Newell on the fourth one, who's Prince of Persia guy. And you can see <laughs> Prince of Persia in... I loved Prince of Persia. <laughs> <laughs> Good. But was it a good movie, or did you just enjoy watching it for Jake Gyllenhaal? Mm. Yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. No comments. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So, what did you guys think of the of the acting in Azkaban? Because I thought it was not that stellar, to be honest with you. The, the, the from the kids or from everybody? Right. It felt. Fi- I don't know. It felt fine just because the acting wasn't. Stellar from the children in okay. the first two. See, I thought like, they were they better. Were kids. I yeah, don't but know. I thought they were better in one and two. And this one, interesting. I mean, across the board, it just felt flat to me. Interesting. I mean, I mean, uh, Lupin. Um, who who is Lupin? I totally forgot his name. Uh, David, David Thulis. Yes, Thulis. yes, David Thulis. He felt kind of flat. I mean, at really? moments he he kind of shone, and you, you got know, we got Gary Oldman like. Gary Oldman was a great was a great part in his like two scenes. And my, <laughs> my favorite part from him is when he's lying on the ground next to the yeah. lake, and then he just looks up and he's like ah, and then he goes right back to sleep. Yes, I was just <laughs> like oh, I woke up at the wrong time. I don't know why they edited it like that. I'm so, so glad silly. you caught that. That continuity error bugged the shit out of me. Always I mean, <laughs> if I woke up and I saw all that shit, it's like nope, I'm out. Yes. <laughs> It's like, nah, I'll wake up later. This is bad. <laughs> <laughs> Did very well. Um, yeah. I do have a question, though. Mm-hmm. If um, we feel like we're wrapping up on Azkaban, I have a question I have asked for all these movies so far. Um, what would, if you could take one prop from the mov- the third movie, what would it be? The time Oh, turner. it would be the time turner. Time turner? Yeah, okay. absolutely. And yeah, no, actually, I list. don't think we're done with Azkaban. Okay. Uh, I, no, I, I like that you asked that. I wanted to yeah. as well. I honestly, I kind of want that book of monsters. That's what I. That's, that's what like I want. Like, that one's pretty badass. Obviously, yeah. I want the time turner, but I want I I want the one that you know controls time. Yeah. But I'll take a good replica, I guess. <laughs> I also really like the Mar- uh, Marauders map. The oh Marauders yeah! Map. Oh absolutely! There's so the many Marauders good ones. Hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that. <laughs> speaking of that book. How does anyone like? How does that book survive? Because if it tears its own pages out, at like it eats itself, mm-hmm. then how does the book itself survive? Maybe it just regenerates. It's magic. I don't know. Do you know the anatomy of its digestive system? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I, don't I think it might be in Fantastic Beasts. <laughs> I thought, yeah, I was. I had that note down. I was like, I can't remember. It's been a long time since I've seen Fantastic Beasts. But is that book in? That movie? I feel like it was in one of them. I thought it was I feel too. like, yeah, because it would have been the first I feel one, like I think. the Monster Book of Monsters, it yeah. seemed like an old book. Yeah. yeah. Like, it seemed like a book that's been published for a long time because it seemed like the Wizarding World's been around yeah. for a long time. Yeah, for sure. But, um, Yes, absolutely. The Marauders map. I would. I would <laughs> yes. take. I yeah, was, those were the three I had listed. I was like, hmm, there's no those are all there's cool. Useful I, than the Time Turner. Yeah, the Time Turner is useful as heck. But I really loved the Marauders map um, mm-hmm. because. It's just such a fun concept of yeah. a live map. Yeah. Of mm-hmm. not only is it the location, but it's also showing you right. who's who's on. A little bit everything. of an invasion of privacy, but unless we can count <laughs> for sure, for sure. Like, so it's 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 very interesting, and like the the history of it is interesting too. Of mm-hmm. like, one, not only how ha- how did they make this map? I know, right? Of just like how do they take 
all the the measurements of Hogwarts and like right. put it in this map. Well, it also seems like it might be like an illegal object to own. It is. That's yeah. why it's yeah. It, it, yeah. That's it why it's confiscated. Right. Yeah, that's that's what I figured. So oh, I don't know. Yeah. Here's here was a fun catch that I. <laughs> that we caught it was uh, there's a room of doom, doom. Oh. room of doom cool. nice. and we were like what what the goes hell on is- there right did you guys catch the it- blowjob Yes. <laughs> so that um, in the credits, in the credits, yeah. Yeah. the room of doom. Yeah, the they they like people have just speculated that it's not mentioned in the books. So like they've speculated that it's just like what the Marauders called that room. Hmm. But like honestly, at this point, knowing that Hogwarts like has a cell. That might as well be a torture room. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, like I'm they also, can't. Hogwarts is crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm also yeah. curious if the Chamber of Secrets would have shown up on that thing. Yeah. Like, it should have plot holes. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Yeah. They just didn't care enough to go. really there question anything I that also, Ron was doing. I also like how Harry doesn't question Lupin when when we get back to Lupin's office after he takes the map right from that amazing conversation in the hallway with Snape mm-hmm. and the map, and then Lupin comes in yeah. uh, and basically saves saves uh, Harry's ass. But mm-hmm. I love that Harry's like, uh, or Lupin, Lupin is like, oh yeah, the map, uh, you gotta be careful with this map. And Harry's like, oh yeah, yeah, by the way, he doesn't say a thing yeah. about like, hey, how do you know it's a map? That yeah. was a bummer. Well, what, I what's, think, a, so, what's up with that? So I think that was um, maybe hinted at at the end when Lupin is packing up his office. Oh yeah, no, I mean at the end, but I'm talking when he when Harry has the map and then he doesn't know that, that yeah, he Lupin does not question is one it, of the right, constructors sure. of it. He just, he just doesn't go oh wait i never said i never told you it was a map right exactly how do you know what would that that's what that like again it's just these interesting little plot holes that you catch Mm. um (laughs) but i did like in that exact same scene that uh i assumed that um uh, that remus lupin and sirius were friends the entire time and it was that moment when uh harry mentioned peter pettigrew that lupin goes Wait a second. My friend is my friend and mm-hmm. not my enemy. And that changes that whole dynamic as well. I mm-hmm. thought that that was an interesting moment. Yeah. I, I like that too. I like that he mentioned that he was like, I also thought he was guilty until you mentioned Peter. Yeah. And then he was like, but the map lies. And he's like, the map never lies. Mm-hmm. I would know. Um, I thought that was that. I, I like that little mention too. Um, to go back to Harry switching sides super fast about Sirius, um, I think. In the moment when he realized that Peter Pettigrew was, in fact, Peter Pettigrew, that was a mystery that he had been trying to solve throughout the year anyway. So, like, to have it solved, I think everything just kind of clicked with, like, all the things that have happened earlier on in the year and how, like, he's just, like, remembering all these things. And he's like, wait, these weren't ever a harm to me. This okay. was him trying to get to Peter. Right. Attacking the Gryffindor common room was not to get but to he, me. But he accepts all of that. Like, he just is like, okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, thank God. I can now trust this convicted felon. And I think it might also <laughs> and be. Leg will heal. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't worry about the flesh wound. Oh, and yeah. It's I can... just but a flesh wound. Exactly. And oh, by the way, I can attack a teacher now. Oh, all of a sudden, uh, he and no, he doesn't get reprimanded in any way, shape, or form for literally attacking Snape. Yeah. That bugged me. That bugged me. Anyway, uh, I, wait, I don't... wait. Sirius didn't get reprimanded. No, Harry didn't get reprimanded for yeah, attacking oh. Snape. Oh yeah, he literally like Expelliarmus. Oh, yeah, and then he went into oh, the bed uh-huh, and it uh-huh. crumbled. Which over. I think is so silly because like the <laughs> other Expelliarmus charms doesn't it just knock the wand Ex- out? Yeah, they it's just knock the wand to. out. But it yeah. wasn't his wand; it was Hermione's wand that he's using. So does that make it so oh. it's like a big? 
Because he interesting. Takes, he takes Hermione's wand out of her pocket. Ah, I see. And he uses that. Oh, so does it get chaotic when you use other people's yeah, wands? I, Who knows? Well, Somebody yeah, knows. Remember in remember in Ollivander's when he's he's trying to find mm-hmm. the right one. Right, they do crazy yeah, things. Yeah, they do crazy yeah. things. They don't. They so you know what? That's a good Malfoy. point. That's kind of cool. That's a cool little like side note thing that you, if you know that, you mm-hmm. just. Mm-hmm. But kinda, see, that's yeah. the thing. It's cool. like if you know that, you you know that. But like even the, to the people who did know that, which is us, like we were also like, whoa, wait, how did it just? How did it dispel? Like when Snape did it, it just dispelled his wand. But when Harry did it, it knocked him across the room. Like how yeah. did that? I and that actually makes a lot of yeah, sense. Totally. But like I would have rather it have looked more like an accident than him literally being like like i'm gonna knock Expelliarmus. like if he had just like looked at the wand or like pointed the wand at snape and then just shot off mm-hmm. it would have been like whoa Dumbledore what is never happening allow any kind of reprimands for harry right probably he awarded him 150 points right <laughs> for knocking snape out <laughs> you knocked the shit snape <laughs> let's go 150 points of gryffindor hell yeah <laughs> Harry showed up this year. 100 more points to Harry Potter. <laughs> he just gets points all over the place. Uh, Can I also say, on the point of Bloop, of Lupin, it is so funny to me that the best defense against our dark arts teacher was Lupin, in my mm-hmm. opinion. <laughs> He's a werewolf. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, there is like no one else who comes close to how great of a teacher Lupin was. Okay, I have a question for you before we, before we finish Azkaban, because I think we're... Pretty close. I and... have one more point because okay, again, ahead. I love this movie. Yep. But you can you <laughs> no, no, can no, go say. Ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna just gonna go into one of my favorite parts of the movie because again, there were a lot of favorite parts. I really do love mm-hmm. the whole movie. Um, but the 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 whole time turner thing. We're getting yep. into that wibbly wobbly nonsense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I loved the the time turner stuff because it was such a cool reveal. That like all this stuff that had happened the first time around actually turned out to have been because yes, of the second time around. It gives and it, it rewatchability was... too. Absolutely, like, it's so fun. You're and that's the thing right. we we when we uh, when they first did the time turner and they were going back in time, it was fun to stop and see what was going on in the background. Mm-hmm. Although it was it was very funny in doing that, we realized that like Harry wakes up before they do the time turner. He wakes up in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we he see in the ta- yeah in the, the time bed. turner thing you see him like walking to the bed. And, Does like, he really? Yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't get carried in or nope. anything. He just oh, gets that's... in the bed himself. Yeah, that's but, fucking yeah. It, it was very funny. That is silly, but it was cool. So you <laughs> you see um you see Ron getting in. You see Ron's like foot getting bandaged, right. and then you see this like absolutely silly the silly thing of this guy getting completely like unmummified. Um, and like it, he what? was in a full yeah. body cast. Oh, I think I remember seeing that. And yeah. then what? he gets un he gets unraveled, yeah. and then he's yeah, like, like, "Oh my god, my body's working again!" <laughs> and there are people like sitting around him clapping. clapping. Yeah, and it's just it's so it's so funny. It's yeah. it's such the a little fun details little thing. Are so fun yeah. in this one, but yeah. also um, so yeah. So they go, and it's it's great that there were little hints and little droplets in the first time around mm-hmm. of like twigs snapping mm-hmm. and them being like, what was that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you being like, what was that? The rock and then, they throw. And then, yeah, exactly. The rock they throw. And then you start to be like, oh my God, it was them. Yeah. It was them the whole time. Yeah. And then like the first time you're really upset, you're like, Buckbeak died. This yeah. is right. so tragic. Right. And then you realize it's just, they like Although, framed it up so you couldn't see yep. what mm-hmm. the dude was doing. Yep. And I, exactly. I, yeah. I thought it, yeah. So you, you didn't actually see him die, yeah. but you, it was the insinuation. Yep. And like the fact that even though it was silly that he had to, he just um, 
chopped a pumpkin. Chopped a pumpkin <laughs> instead. So dumb. It's so funny so because angry. like, he's yeah, like, I he's flew out here for this. Exactly. And, like, I sharpened. I sharpened it. They're not going to pay that, me now. That was another thing. Have you ever he, thought about the fact paid, that it, by, paid per swing? Have you ever thought about the that an executioner is just uh, a murderer with a license to kill? Yes. Oh, yeah. totally. Yes. Absolutely. That is them. <laughs> they do. Um, I thought. Speaking of the executioner, it's really funny. So like, you see the, he. They're like, uh, you know, retrace your steps. Where were we at 7.30 heading to Hagrid's? Mm -hmm. And when they head to Hagrid's the first time, they pass by the executioner sharpening his mm -hmm. his yeah. axe. Yeah, in the courtyard um, thing. In the courtyard. Yeah. And, so, and he sees them. He like clocks them. He makes eye contact. So it's just funny to think that he saw them and he saw them walk. Mm -hmm. And then he <laughs> saw two of them Come right. back. And walk again. Just like, he's like, like these weirdos are doing literally, circles. Literally, literally, like five <laughs> seconds later, yeah. he's just like looking at them again. He's like, "What? Didn't you? You were? Which, wait. Okay. My question for you guys <laughs> is: uh, Would you rather have a time turner, but you can only use it for academic purposes? Oh, boo! A hippogriff <laughs> that you can ride, but you have to feed it twenty-five ferrets a day, or it'll maim you, or uh, possibly kill you, uh, or the Marauders map, but it only works for your place of business. Only works for your place. Of oh well, I'm a DoorDasher. Fucking hell! So I guess I have a map to the whole fucking city, huh? <laughs> you know what? I like that loophole, but no, yours would be your car. You know. <laughs> you know what? I... Oh, there's my. There, there's the thing I left under the seat. <laughs> I would probably take the Marauders map because I'm just thinking about like place of business. Mm -hmm. You're on Ideally, <laughs> not they didn't say place of current business. Thank oh. you very much. Not place of current business. Oh um, my gosh! I'm going to answer this question as if I'm on like a film set. Okay. Well, so, the, so does having, it change? Okay. Like when you go to film? Sure. Set, that film would be sure. that would be sick, and that would be very useful because if you're ever like you know where is the actor you can just look at the marauders map and you can be like oh okay they're they're taking a, a 10 to right right oh yeah that's what they and you're like okay they'll they'll be back or like oh, the oh they're in their trailer sniffing coke that's fine <laughs> like i know where they are though right. instead of like where the fuck are they cool, cool so cool, that would be personally very useful for me all right i got you hmm. jeff what do you think so it was Time turner for academic mm -hmm. purposes. A hippogriff that you could ride, but you have to feed it 25 ferrets a day. This Do I have a good towards these ferret guys. distributor? I, I don't know how this would work. I don't you know got, how that one would work. Well, um, it's conditional. We got yeah. our pet smart if you <laughs> Do they have Christ. 25? <laughs> per day. I, I know, that'd per be day. insane. Um, I think that one's just out because I've, I'd also feel really bad for the yeah. ferrets because they're so fucking cute. Okay, cool. Um, okay, cool. Uh... So I'd, I'd probably more be along the lines of Marauder Map as well. All right. Because my right. workplace changes every time, too. Yeah, and cool. it'd be cool to see different places. I and would totally take people. the time turner, even if it's for academic purposes. Do you know how much of an insufferable know-it-all I can become? <laughs> <laughs> see, my issue with I'm the with time Luke, turner... With my issue with the time turner is I when I have downtime, I'm doing nothing. Mm -hmm. So it would just be a re repeat of me doing nothing and trying to do learning. <laughs> trying, to do, trying to do learning. <laughs> trying to do learning. I, yeah, I just would not be able to. It would not be productive. I'd be so unproductive. I with mean, that. I was tempted to say time turner too because again, I just I do love that time mm -hmm. nonsense. Time yes, the, the time loop thing. It's so cool. Ooh, Luke, to your thing about choosing the time turner. If you were to keep, would you, how would you go about learning stuff? Be would it be like would a it be here? Day situation. So, but where you'd have like, more and more of yourself 
piling up in the same room. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Citadel of Luke's. (laughs) (laughs) But dangerous things happen to wizards who meddle with time, Harry. (laughs) (laughs) I like metal. Uh, Yeah, you are meddlesome. (laughs) I am. Did you say what yours was? Yeah, I'm going. I'm going Time Turner as well because okay. I want to learn as much as I. So possibly you don't mind can. being next to yourself, learning other I'll things go to as well. Different rooms. I'll go to You'll different look to your room. other self and be like, "I learned about that yesterday, bro." <laughs> Dumbass. Yeah, <laughs> you're an idiot. idiot. <laughs> you're also, on chapter four. Brent, I'm on chapter twenty. On, yeah, I finished I have that already. A rebuttal for your comment on the acting. <laughs> oh, okay. Emma Thompson mm-hmm. was like, love her. She was. She's always so great, but she I... was phenomenal as. Trelawney, yeah, I, Trelawney who's, was, who's was seen yeah. as a fake prophet, but actually a real He's prophet. Actually, right, and she's so oh, good that, at doing. Oh, that was another. I, she I does do. play. The she grim. does play the bizarre, the weird, the quirky the very well. Yeah, very well. But, Lays it on incredibly thick. But what was what? Do we ever find out in the book or later on? Do we ever find out what the possession was all about? The possession. Yeah, when when Trelawney gets possessed and he's a prophet. Yeah, but why? Where where did that? Oh, come clearly, from? you're not a prophet. Jesus I don't know. <laughs> I just maybe she opened her mind to it. Yeah. So like yeah. to that <laughs> point, <laughs> to that point, it's it it was funny watching Trelawney specifically because I was watching simultaneously, not at the same time, but um, I was also watching the movie Sense and Sensibility, which she's also in. And obviously, it's it's a Regency drama, and she plays someone so prim Isn't and Alan proper. Also in that? He is, ah, he is. Know. Both Ronnie and Snape are in them, and he also plays a completely different character. But um, just seeing her go from like, "Yet you are the kindest man I have ever had the pleasure of knowing," to like, "You have the grim," Ooh, and just like good. so quirky. Like honestly, I think. I think Harry Potter is a huge testament to the acting. Not so much for the main characters because the main (laughs) characters, they were kids. They have their own problems. But as far as the seasoned actors, Mm -hmm. they really do kill it in every role they play. They eat it up and they they leave no crumbs. I'm proud of Daniel Radcliffe though. Because after Harry Potter ended, people were like, oh, well, that's the end of Daniel Radcliffe. He's Mm -hmm. never going to get cast in anything because he's, just always gonna and then he's like, psych, I'm going to win the Golden Globe for yeah, playing Weird he, Al. Like, he's done such an, an amazing job mm-hmm. of like moving on. Yeah. And, of getting to choose whatever role yeah. he wants and being the the most eccentric actor yet. Yeah. So I, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Super corpse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We love to see it. But um, <laughs> so with that, I will. Uh, so just going back to Trelawney real fast and this like little last point. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, Everything that she said everything that she prophesized did come true mm-hmm. right. including her being like this is an omen of death right yeah i had a so note like for that. literally yeah. everything she said was true so hermione can shut up <laughs> about her how, like how saltiness to- <laughs> and her bitchiness about trawani because i'm just like I'm literally magic school and and that's the other thing everything else you can I'm just like, believe you're in literally here because, because you turned back that's time why. hermione that's exactly and why. now you're telling me that the stars can't like predict the future when again literally everything <laughs> trawani said including the fact that harry is going to die yeah, yeah. came true yeah but hermione's not good at it so that's why she's like fuck this this is a stupid th- this which is a stupid i that's think why people is... don't like astrology but she's not good at it because she doesn't open her mind it's just uh, what a bookworm. Whatever. What a, cynic. What a, what a God, Hermione. 
Otherwise, anyway. she's badass. Get your head out of your ass. <laughs> yeah, anyway, she's sick. Um, I'm glad she was a badass in this one, though, because mm-hmm. in, in Goblet of Fire, she's kind of a little, like, hormonal teenager. I mean, they well, all, they all are. are. Yeah, this was but... very... that The fourth movie is classic high school story in oh, Hogwarts. Yeah, they, they, so, it is. Let's be it honest. Is. Which so, I guess, like, roll your I, eyes, think, I think now we might be good <laughs> with Prisoner yeah. of Azkaban. That's, I yeah, think that's now fine. we can maybe segue into Goblet of Fire. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's good because I'm badass to hormonal but that's, stupid teenagers. But that is kind of how life goes. Like you are, you, you, you get concerned with the people you're, you surround yourself with and when they piss you off they really piss you off and when I mean, you you know i get that but in in goblet of fire all the girls were so bitchy yes yes they, <laughs> they were, were all I'm glad you so said it. bitchy yeah i'm really glad that i can say yes you, you are correct <laughs> i know that's why i stepped up and that's said it because <laughs> i was like i was i was However, i was watching it and i was like also Damn. just as big, uh-huh. big of a dick yeah, they, are. Oh, totally. they, they are they all are terrible but that's, to but that's each one other. thing i put down in my notes i was like they kind of defined fucking like high school and preteen shit like kind of well Absolutely. people were dicks you're mm-hmm. a downright shit <laughs> ron oh yeah what else everyone were idiots away from me <laughs> yeah ron is a ron is a fucking asshole like yeah. i don't think if i was harry i don't know if i could forgive him for not helping me with Literally, the dragon exactly yeah. fucking asshole. Yeah, exactly. I, and then he's like oh no but I did. I, 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 I did I told you ron, i tipped you off like, I, I like i tipped hagrid off or like something something that she was like no someone, you didn't someone. do but shit he didn't ron. Even because it was it was uh barty crouch as moody who mm-hmm. told hagrid yeah. about the dragons which yeah. also makes no sense because if hagrid's the 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 creature keeper then yeah. you'd think he would be yeah and the, with and the groundskeeper the, yeah. exactly like you kind of need to talk to Hagrid to see where to put these dragons and yeah that. well we're also <laughs> talking the sporting world of the Wizarding World right sports gets they have, I feel like sports has a lot of weird rules you probably know about that Quidditch. more than I do <laughs> and I love I love how uh, I love how Barty Crouch Senior just had this major event happen at the Quidditch World Cup mm-hmm. with the Death Eaters. Like a like, terrorist like, attack no, right. sporting event. Can, the sports must wait. continue. Yes. <laughs> we gotta go on to the uh, Triwizard Tournament now. Can't postpone that. <laughs> I know. Because sports is what people care about. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so, so Goblet of Fire. The Olympics in Berlin. <laughs> <laughs> um, Goblet uh. of Fire was one of it was another one of my favorite books because mm-hmm. up until the end, it really did not involve Voldemort that much. Right. And it was, I love me a good tournament story. Yeah. I love me a good set of challenges and how to overcome set yep. challenges. And like, you get a clue to what the next challenge is. Yeah, it's fun. Love that. It was great. I really loved the book. It was like, I... a, it was like a mystery adventure. Mm-hmm. Like it really mm-hmm. was. It yeah. was kind of like a, like a, I don't know. I, I, I was trying to think of a movie that, the fourth is one's like almost a, like a thriller suspense to me. A little bit. Mm-hmm. A little yeah, bit. The, real yeah, creepy. The fourth one gets horror yeah. mm-hmm. It gets really dark really fucking mm-hmm. fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I've, I mean, I, the KKK shows up. Like, yeah. how, how much worse can it get? <laughs> well, I put in my notes, too, like, I kind of equate this, the fourth movie, by the way it ends, to kind of how Infinity War ends. It leaves you on a, like, really kind of bitter note. You're like, the bad guy won yeah. at the end of this one. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was, it was like, this is it. Total turning point, which I like. Super mm-hmm. interesting. I like because we've seen ninety nine percent of the movies we see is a good guy wins. I mean, ninety nine percent of the movies that are made is a good guy wins. So I like when it's done well. That no, the villain actually technically won. The villain yep. got what they wanted. The antagonist, mm-hmm. per, you know, prevailed. And that's it's a good be- comparison. Yeah, yeah. you're now absolutely I'm, right. Now I'm picturing Thanos without a nose, but <laughs> <laughs> now I'm picturing Voldemort purple. <laughs> 
<laughs> things are getting weird. <laughs> but I, that's <laughs> actually that's actually a good wanted. point. And yeah. so, like, with me liking Goblet of Fire books so much, I I hated the movie for a long time. Really, because interesting. Because the movie was a lot different than the books were, and uh, very I, much so. I agree. was really bummed because I liked a lot of the stuff in in the the fourth book. Yeah. Um. But upon rewatching it. I'm like, you know what? Again, I love me a good tournament story. Yeah. The crux of it was there, which is it was the Goblet of Fire. It was the tournament. So yeah. like that, I'd hate to be one of the spectators, though, because I mean, that's I know. another that thing. That's a thing. A lake fir- or a, well, like, a bunch yes. of hedges. So like the Definitely. first, so the first stadium, <laughs> it's funny because that was the only truly like spectator sport yeah. uh-huh. in the games because they saw the competitors in the arena. Yeah. Harry was the only one who left the arena yep. and they were just like, Watching nothing. You don't even get to see this one. Yeah. And but then no, the I same hope... with the lake. Like I wish, I wish they had. It's they like had they don't shown. have cameras. They had exactly. Yeah. No, they don't. Isn't there a character in one of the books or in the book? Doesn't somebody find figure out a way to like watch Harry? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, right? I think so. I so think there, Neville does. Is it Neville? I think Neville does. I huh. think he's not freaked or out. Or is it? Or is it the the kid who wants the autograph? Is but it? Is it the the Colin? Not Colin. Or I'm sorry, Nigel? not Colin. No, no, no. Who's the Who's the guy from Chamber of Secrets? The kid yeah, from Chamber kid. of Secrets. Yeah, Colin. That has yeah, like Colin. the little Colin photography Creeby. camera. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who like figures out Maybe. a way like, to like I, follow like the action. I could have. Hmm. Yeah, I could have sworn that in the books there was a way to watch what was going on in the lake and watch what was going on in. The yeah, lab that makes it more not, entertaining, right? Exactly. That's the not, thing. It was not entertaining. Yeah. And to they be were fair, looking at an empty lake, and then they were looking at hedges. Right. Well, even for the one with the dragons, I don't know if I want to be in those stands when those fuckers can breathe fire. <laughs> yeah. and like, that. like they were really close. I am. I am one hundred percent Fred and Fred and George or whoever it was who said it's go like dragon. yeah, go dragons, go dragons. hundred percent. Love Fred and George. Absolutely. They, they were all this so funny, and they really shined in Goblet of Fire. They, they had, uh-huh. I feel like, the most screen time in Goblet of Fire. I think so. Um, yeah, sounds about right. Um, another another thing I do want to to like mention is they they expand even more upon the wizarding world in this one mm-hmm. with not only obviously taking us to the Quidditch world cup. Mm-hmm. Um, I it that I feel like Goblet of Fire is one of the ones that make me wish magic was real the most. Um, actually, no, it, it would probably be prisoner of Azkaban, but like the <laughs> tent that turns into yes. like uh-huh. a fucking like mansion. Uh-huh. I'm like, excuse which, me. Which is so the first efficient. time we hear Harry say, I love magic. I That's know. the first time he uses that that In he's going to use forever. I know. He's like, now I finally love magic. <laughs> now um, I can appreciate magic. <laughs> finally, this thing is the thing. But also seeing... Um, seeing this must not be a problem. That's because his jaw was on the floor for the first two movies. And <laughs> then he my was running for his like life. This. For- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because at this point, Voldemort still isn't back. So he... Yeah. He has a pretty chill time this year mm-hmm. too until the end. Why yep. was why was their tent in Deathly Hollows so shitty then? If why couldn't they just take Cuz they were on the run. Wasn't it big no, too? It, that? Was, it big. was big. Yeah, they had a like a second level layer yeah, but thing. Not, yeah, but yeah. it wasn't luxurious. That that was like a I five think it's because they weren't wanting it tent to they hotel didn't need thing. To be. Because <laughs> that was camping because versus festival. Arthur Weasley put yeah. together this one and yeah. Hermione Granger is not as strong as Maybe. Arthur Weasley was. And 
and seasoned of a of a magic exactly. caster at that point. That's what I'm going with. Arthur's been pitching tents. <laughs> head head cannon accepted. Hey! <laughs> but um, I love the different schools. I love that we got a different glimpse that there is magic even outside of England. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I thought that was cool. Crazy I know technically in the books. I want one of their coats. It was, yeah, th- they were <laughs> yeah. sick. I yeah. want yeah. the dresses. They were pretty. Of course um, you do. <laughs> the, in, in the books, I believe, uh, Bo Battens is, uh, both of them, I think, are, um, they're, they're both gendered schools. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. but, I, you know, having said that, I do like the, um, the kind of notion that each of them were kind of like, secluded boarding schools yeah mm-hmm. this is only for the girls only for the boys i right. thought that was cool yeah the, the aesthetics the way they they came in you know in the boat and then the, well, and the flying French, chariot what does baton mean yeah it means pretty baton which <laughs> baton <laughs> that, that's what they call wand so it's just sure. pretty pretty wand academy oh huh. that's so dumb yeah <laughs> that's so dumb. yep pretty wand uh, academy damn. that's it well it's kind of like lupin means moon in latin <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and Remus is is wolf. No? Oh yeah, the like, wolf uh, helped build Rome or raised. Yeah, raised by wolves. Raised by yeah. Was, yeah, and and Lupin means wolf. Yeah, mm-hmm. awesome. See, yeah. we're getting real creative over here. We're <laughs> exactly. stretching. We're stretching our creative minds. So again, like to to bring it back to like J.K. Rowling's artistry, I'm just like, okay, like she did create this incredible world, but a lot you you break it down, and a lot of this stuff, it's like. Anyone can do this if yeah. they really. But I think do like that better it. than them just being like Todd. Yeah, yes. so for sure. <laughs> no, like the agree. fact that she does take the, t- the that she did take the time to craft something yeah. like that. Yeah. I I know having crafted names myself. Yes. It's like you do you do sometimes take a take the cheap and easy way out. I mean, she's following in in the same footsteps of of uh, Tolkien. Okay. Tree beard. Yeah. Because the tree, tree has a beard. It's tree beard. Um, it's not in Latin. <laughs> but then you have more. Then he had more yeah, extravagant sure. names. Obviously. Sure. Sure. Yeah. But no, I mean, what I, what I think, you know, that Rowling did really well throughout the entire series is is build on what you already know, but then expand into the world, mm-hmm. the Wizarding World of, again, what was either pre-established or, or you know, completely fabricated out of nowhere. Like, you know, just, you know, with Merlin kind of, you know, Order of Merlin was yeah. was something, you know, those kind of little things. It's like, oh, yes, what do you what what's the common, uh, you know, idea of magic and what, what's a common, you know, thing that people think about when you think of a wand or what does it do and things like that. Like, I really like that it, it took those tropes and kind of played with them and expanded on them and made them, yeah. you know, fleshed them out a little bit more. Yeah. I, um. Well, I was I was gonna go on a tangent if you have something to add on no, to that. No, no. Okay, um, I just wanted to bring up, what do you guys think about the teaching style of that scene when he teaches the kids about the three unforgivable curses? Do you think I, that's a good so, lesson, or do you think that was a bad move? I think both? it's both. I think yeah. it, honestly, yeah. it really is. I think it's it's a great, like, really effective thing to teach. That that right, you know, again, it, it's one of those like. Nobody wants you to know this, right. but you need to know this. Mm-hmm. Right. And you can almost you... look at it like gun safety kind of thing, yeah, right? Yeah, a little yeah. bit. A little bit. Because you're almost bit. putting, you know, you're putting a dangerous thing into somebody's hands. Okay, yeah. So let's say, let's say, yeah, the, that, hey, look, we're going to, we're going to take an AK-47, we're going to take a, you know, Colt 45, or we're going to take a, I don't know, police something, pil- pistol, and we're going to, we're, we're going to fire them and see mm-hmm. what they do in the classroom. That's yeah. kind of what it equates yeah. to. Yeah. It's very interesting. It's really yeah. like, it, if you think about it like that, it's got a real different connotation 
at the same time, they would never have learned what these do and and, and get to see them right without this kind of teaching. So it's mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. weird fine line of sure, yeah. where you know what what's too far and what's not far enough. But then right. knowing that it's Barty Crouch, right, and knowing the implications of why he's showing them and why he knows them, yeah. I don't know. I, I I thought it was Moody would have known them as well too. Well, though, that's true. Sure. I, it, I I'm really want to know if Moody would have actually taught them. I know it seems like something he would do. I it, don't know. Exactly, it seems like it. But again, is that is that the casting thing? Is that the yeah. whole like? It seems like it's something we, he would do only because we saw Barty Crouch do it. Right. I I think Moody would have taught them the same way, but I think yeah. Moody would have been a lot more what Moody actually is, which is like actually a caring person. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. A lot so more like, forgiving. like he wouldn't he, have pulled Neville exactly. up for that specific and, part. And so when you get the context that it was Barty doing it, and yeah, it's like, he's just yeah, being mean. He's just he's just being mean. He specifically singled out Neville. Like yeah. he did not have to. Mm-hmm. And if if it was actually Mad Eye Moody, he would have known about Frank Longbottom, right. and he would have been like, actually, maybe Neville, if you'd like to step out for this part, mm-hmm. you probably know this curse. We don't need you. Don't need to be here. Yeah. So like he probably would have been done the same type of lesson, but he would have been more appropriate, more, yeah, respectful, yeah. Right. respectful <laughs> yeah. of the students. Well, and, here's the other thing: is like no one teaches how to defend against those. Like mm-hmm. it's a defense against the dark, dark arts, arts, but you're teaching the dark dark arts in that moment. You're not teaching the defense how to defend against the, them. But, yeah, but yeah. part of defense is knowing what the attack yeah. is. Because one of the things I read was that with the uh, the killing curse of Adakadavra is that it's so dangerous because there's no way to counter it. Mm-hmm. You have Love. to literally physically other than Expelliarmus, <laughs> yeah. apparently, yeah. <laughs> because that's the only spell Harry knows, and that's the only spell that he used I to mean, defeat if, Voldemort. If happiness can help with the Patronus charm, then why isn't everybody practicing love for the killing curse? I don't know. They don't really go into detail, really, about how that whole how love works as that mm-hmm. magic. Mm-hmm. Did you have uh, something you wanted to flesh out with those curses? It felt like you were like, I want to go on a tangent, and I thought you might have like. No, I mean, I just had them down, and I just liked okay, cool, uh, cool, cool. that scene. It was like because I thought it, it is conflicting to think about. It's like it is super helpful to know what those curses are, why they're bad, and mm-hmm. like how how to like how to defend yourself against them because they are very like borderline like you know yeah they're unforgivable for right. good reason right for sure like because even it's kind of interesting there's that um let's see it's the imperious curse mm-hmm. where it's you can just control the like when he was controlling the spider it was actually a really fun scene where he just right. like, can do whatever right and then it gets dark really quickly I mean, it when you, yeah mm-hmm. it gets dark really quickly when you get the um idea that you can make them do literally anything literally like, anything. it's very there's dangerous some really good um music musical cues in this movie including in that part mm-hmm when it gets dark, the music yes, really keeps it transitions. It. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is the first movie without John Williams, and I thought that uh, I thought I had it in my notes mm, right here. I thought the composer did a really good job of mm-hmm. taking the essence of John Williams, mm-hmm. but also kind of making it his own and yeah. and doing exactly what you said, where it was laid over really gracefully, and it wasn't heavy handed in, in the way that a lot of John Williams scores are. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, that I honestly when when um when Moody was about to have the spider drown itself, like that was really hard to watch because you could yeah. see the spider was struggling. Right. And it which also kind of make you know, gives an interesting uh thought to the Imperious Curse is, you know, there there are people who say that they've only done things because of the curse. Right. But then you see the spider like struggling against it. So it's like, ooh, there's gotta be some internal struggle with with those who are 
under the curse. Yeah. There has to be. But also, that was just an excruciating scene to watch. Like, it was yeah. just, uh, it's just, that yeah. one got me. Yeah, that one, it's super interesting. Yeah, I don't know. It's one of my favorite scenes, I think, from the movie. There's just a lot of implications yeah. back and forth, political I like stuff. This, I like this one a lot. I like th- this one has a lot of different elements in it. Would you guys Would you guys compete in the tournament if you were allowed to? Would you put your name <laughs> Eternal Glory? Would you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? Look, Eternal if, Glory. If there were, if, if <laughs> there were risks of moment. getting hurt but not killed, sure. No. Yeah. <laughs> right? Is someone going <laughs> to save me if this, if I drop my wand and the dragon's coming at me? <laughs> no. I'm Why more, would you I'm more scared of the fucking mermaids than I am of the dragon. Yeah, oh, the merfolk were terrible for terrifying. <laughs> I think the dragons freaked me Who out. Who also, <laughs> also inconsistently went, no, 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 you can only save one. And then the second they leave, he's like, cool, I'm going to save the other one. And then they don't do shit for it. Yeah. These I, weird I think he was octopus just creatures. He was debating whether he wanted to save Ron at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, um, actually... <laughs> what did you call me the other day? Yeah, what, what, what was that the other day, Ron? Huh? How interesting! How the tables have tabled. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll save you. Maybe I won't. Maybe I won't. Maybe I won't. I mean, you, you didn't like me being a champion in the Triwizard Tournament, so maybe I won't be a champion in the Triwizard maybe, Tournament. Maybe you don't deserve my friendship. But I, I also did really like that moment in the in the maze when uh, that slow turn when Cedric is getting pulled away. Like there was that moment. Like you really thought for a moment Harry was not going to save him. Like. Like he was oh, yeah. gonna like turn evil totally. or something. I was like, oh, ooh, yeah, ooh. Well, it is one of those moments too, where like even as an audience, like <laughs> you're kind of conflicted about it too, because they're they are like I don't know, like everyone in that maze, like at a certain point, was like kind of they're your friends, but also not your friends at the same time. Yeah, kind of thing. Would have done yeah. him a better service not saving him. <laughs> well, we we, we, we <laughs> never well, still be alive. Well, we never really found be alive. We, we never really found out what those roots do once they pull you under because he threw flares up for uh for floor for floor when yeah. she was getting dragged away. So so why wouldn't so he do just you die do that? after the roots? Why wouldn't he just do that walk for over. Cedric? Peace right? out. Like ha ha, yeah. sucks to suck. I literally <laughs> was thinking the same thing. I was like, yeah, just. Yeah, yeah, you're out, buddy. That. What? Yeah, Players. you're out. Cool. I get it. Then, and then when he when when the port key activates, he's like, "Oh wait, that's a port key. We have to get back." Cedric pauses and ca- and allows Wormtail to come out. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so if if he didn't, uh, it, if he did let Cedric, you know, die or get, get pulled away, right? Yeah. And then he could have got got back to the port key sooner, right? And probably also Voldemort wouldn't have come to power. So really, it is Harry's fault. Yeah. Fucking mm-hmm. dumbass. Yeah. Always mm-hmm. Harry's fault. Scarhead. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, <Hate> that. <laughs> did you did you guys see on the cup that it it's uh on each like piece of glass around mm-hmm. the cup is try, try whiz or tournament or yeah. cup? So it's three oh, letters. Try, and the only one that we really see is whiz. Is whiz. 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 <laughs> yep, yep. I love that. That's funny. <laughs> um on the point of the maze though, there's um they left out an element I really liked in the book. Uh, in the book, there's a sphinx in the maze. Is there? Re- oh, yeah, sounds familiar. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. And I always thought that there's was a really lot cool in the maze though. I thought you're bringing like a whole other kind of like cultural mm-hmm. thing into. Yeah. And I, I just, I always wanted them to include that. In, maybe they'll do it in the maybe show. in the series. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, I, did you guys? Uh, there were there was some foreshadowing. I mean, obviously in this one, but there's some some foreshadowing for a later movie in this one. And I'm wondering if. Again, 
we we talked on on last episode jeff knows that we talked about like what rolling knew uh when when she started the series versus like what she kind of stumbled into or like so i'm wondering if in the scene where they're contemplating whether or not to let harry compete and mcgonagall says uh what harry uh, offer him up as bait he's not a piece of meat mm-hmm. and then snape's like actually maybe we should you know do this other thing let you know let it happen and see what see what happens mm. which is foreshadowing which is almost the exact same thing that snape says when he finds out dumbledore's ultimate plan mm-hmm. by yeah. cohen what are you do- you raised him as a pig for slaughter what the fuck is yeah. wrong yeah. with you mm-hmm. like I it, I thought that was really an interesting piece of foreshadowing sure. that I'm wondering if the filmmaker and or the author knew at the time like that that was going to carry on and also something that that I noticed with um uh Ron and Hermione and their relationship in Azkaban there was a couple moments yep. where like she grabs his hand that's when and, the like, relationship you know, started you well, get trickles it, of it like because we see there, there's an insert of the hand grab so it's an important moment mm-hmm. so did Koran know that they were going to end up together or again like he it had to have known Koran Alfonso Koran oh Alfonso. yeah so sorry yeah. Wait, did he know that he was going to end up together? Hermione Ron and Hermione, because yeah. there's an insert where where she grabs his hand, like mm-hmm. when she gets really scared. Why put that in- insert specifically in if he didn't know that there was some kind yeah. of like message there? And then the same thing with with Goblet of Fire, where they're, um, you know, with the whole uh, after the dance, you know, debacle. Yeah, and you know, Hermione's just beside herself well, and bereft, and ask me sooner than you know. Yeah. Obviously, there's hints at. A relationship. Well, know, was it budding. that way in the books too? Because I, I just can't remember. Was, it's been it so was. long. So, like, I, from I mean, I even remember. just going off that, like, if the books mentioned it, like, mm-hmm. in that kind of like flirtatious way, mm-hmm. it's like I, translate it that way. That's kind of because then I'm if, thinking, Ro- right? if Rowling was involved, she was probably going to be like, hey, like, kind of include this a little well, bit. Because she pulled Sna- or she pulled uh, Alan Rickman aside in the first one and said, basically, told him, hey, this is kind of what mm-hmm. is the direction that might be the going. direction yeah. that we're going, that your character is going. From what I remember reading on the topic, J.K. Rowling. was debating between whether Hermione should end up with Ron or Harry. Sure. And ultimately decided to go with Ron for a couple of reasons. She said, I'm paraphrasing, but she said something along the lines of uh, she wanted to, one, subvert expectations, um, and two, she herself was in a, like, dark period of her life, and she, like, um, didn't want that happiness or something mm-hmm. um you could probably google it and find the actual quote but mm-hmm. that's that's what i recall yeah because hmm. yeah i mean <laughs> i i know for sure like when the movies and the books and stuff are coming out, i didn't expect it to go that way i didn't either and i still upon rewatching the movies i still am mad <laughs> yeah <laughs> i it's not that i don't like ron it's just in he in every book, he's just causing some shit. It's always drama yeah. with Ron. It's always drama with Ron. Mm-hmm. He is so dramatic. He causes so many problems. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I, that's why I liked it in Prisoner of Azkaban when they went off without him. Because yeah. I was like, oh, look at that. You weren't missed. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I really, wow. I have beef with Ron because he treats yeah. Hermione like such trash. Yeah, and then I she totally. still goes for him. And I'm like, Oh my god! She deserves god. so much better. I'm bored. Yeah, I like Harry. Her relationship with Harry is so much better. Yeah, and it's funny to me that you mention the moments in Prisoner of Azkaban because I there are like zero of those moments in Goblet of Fire with Ron and and Hermione. Mm-hmm. 
There are, however, a lot of moments in Goblet of Fire with Harry and Hermione, Hermione. Mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. were way more poignant. Especially when she's coming down in that Yule Ball dress and then he like turns oh, her, around and, and she's it's like, literally oh, just like oh, the her slow, bell moment. Yeah, yeah, her, her bell, bell moment, moment where it literally just like slow <laughs> zooms into <laughs> Harry. Straight up. I'm pretty sure that's why she got cast because I'm like, they're like, we need someone who looks gorgeous stepping down <laughs> yeah. the stairs. Honestly, honestly. Um, but like they had, they had a lot of more right. of those there moments. Is, there's yeah. the focus on Harry's face and and his mm-hmm. reaction to it. It is, it's very much like pointed towards these two are going to end up together, and you're almost rooting for that coupling. You're yeah. almost rooting for that relationship to happen. And then when it doesn't, it that's part of the reason why I feel like the the ending is a bit unsatisfying. Like I agree, I don't like that they don't end up together. But yeah. I think that's because of movie. I honestly, the Goblet of Fire, where it really shows like. They are really good together. As far as like what Alfonso Cuaron is doing, like I think he or Mike Newell at this point. I mean, honestly, true. I think mm-hmm. as as far as just to take it back for a second to Prisoner of Azkaban, like those moments I felt like were because we're now in the adolescent stage mm-hmm. of like Ron and Hermione were bickering. The first time we meet them, they're bickering in this movie. So the that was their relationship for the whole movie is just kind of them bickering. Mm-hmm. So I think he kind of added that to put a moment of like, oh, what does this bickering potentially mean? Right. Um, right. Okay. Which I think would be, you know, reasonable to do with any type of bickering type of characters. So I think the reason he didn't really include it much with um, now. With that, <laughs> I do hate the part where they where they kill quote unquote Buckbeak for the first time, mm-hmm. and then Hermione does that weird like hug oh. thing to Ron, right? And Balls then Harry does that weird shoulder thing to Hermione. It's one of the most awkward shots. <laughs> I it agree. is so cringe to I see agree. every single time. <laughs> Instead of her being like, "I'm seeking the comfort of both of my friends," I do not know why he made the decision to be like. I'm going to go and hug Ron because of some reason, even though I've been fighting with him literally this entire movie, right. I was fighting with him three seconds ago because he thought my cat ate his rat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now I'm going <laughs> to hug him and like put my head on his shoulder. Like, I mean, it was that... probably just because they were trying to emphasize the start of that I guess, relationship yeah. developing. Like that, right? it, it came down to that decision. It's like, oh, they probably embraced each other, but Hermione should probably go to Ron because of we're doing this throughout the entire movie anyways. Mm-hmm. That's, pro- that's what I imagine with the discussion Teenager went down to. relationships are messy. Sure. They are not <laughs> like adult relationships. That's also a very valid, very good point. However, I don't think they should have been endgame. They could have explored Hermione and Ron. Yeah. If and- I was Hermione, I would have hugged Harry. Wow. Same. <laughs> Literally same. He has been so much nicer. Literally same. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, that's and like again, like what Harry's the one who flew Buckbeak. Harry's the one who had the interaction with Buckbeak. Harry's the one who's probably of all of them the most devastated that Buckbeak is being killed. Yeah. So comfort Harry. <laughs> why are you going the opposite? And why does Harry have to be like, oh, I can't get I, any I'm like human too. interaction. Let me just <laughs> <Yeah>. awkwardly <laughs> put my hand and shoulder or, or here. If like, you, If you want to subvert expectations, you do establish Harry and Hermione, but then Ron has a character arc in which he starts right. becoming more 
caring and yeah and well, the, ni- and nicer and more on mature. top of that mm-hmm. the only defense i have for them is that when harry gets held back from hogsmeade this is the first time like ron and hermione do go off on their own and are hanging out yeah, nobody and then, stays back everybody yeah, leaves it but like to that extent too like when harry's in his invisibility cloak like ron and hermione are looking at the shriek shack and stuff and they're kind of like joking and like oh, like do you want to get closer and so mm-hmm. like 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 there was some stuff that happened behind the scenes that we don't aren't aware of between those two that's a that's, really that's really my good only thing, defense the that's thing a really good point. though that i picked up on that because i picked up on that too but what i picked up on that is um well, so that was the first. The first time it was like in the fall that they went, and then the second time when Harry took winter. his was in the winter. Yeah, that's right. So, so they had already been off multiple times, right? So, I guess maybe theoretically you can be like, oh, they've been spending that time together. Right. Maybe they got closer. Mm-hmm. But even upon rewatching it, it didn't <laughs> seem like it's. It seemed like Hermione had more of the attraction, mm-hmm. and that just confuses me. Yeah, because <laughs> Hermione was the one was that was like. Do you want to like maybe go closer? Right, like, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like she was but, the one who was like, "I'm gonna be flirty like this." Uh, yes, Again, I remember. Teenagers yeah. and their hormones. But to me, it just—it just, it doesn't make sense. Confusing. He was also, so mean all, to her. It's always complicated. Boys are dumb. Boys as are well. Dumb. <laughs> yeah. Ron Weasley is just so hot. Okay, like <laughs> yeah, when you have someone who looks that good, <laughs> she loved that ginger. <laughs> Are you, are, there's no perfect explanation. Are you suggesting some not well-mannered frivolity is happening here? <laughs> because we are only discussing well-mannered frivolity here, which I love. I had to write that, that line down from, from McGonagall uh, when she's discussing the ball. I, I love yeah. that part with McGonagall. That was such a great part. It shows such a different side of her yes. than just being this like always like stoic, like... Stuck up, yeah, stuck, old, you know... She's, and you know, and you probably imagine her younger self was also probably a romantic at one point. Oh, absolutely! Like, she still has that part of her. But yeah, no, that that whole dance, the, it showed a lot of sides of everybody, and I yeah, really yeah. enjoyed it because it was. <laughs> I remember, like you know, the awkwardness of that time mm-hmm. uh, in in my life of like, oh my god, there's a dance coming up. Yeah. Oh god. I'm gonna have to ask somebody. And they the, portrayed and the, the stereotypes very well of that, that kind band, of portion of people's lives. Band have to pay Billy Idol for rights to. <laughs> what? <laughs> the band Wait. that's playing up there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, they have to. They have to pay some like. Why is yeah. it? It's very well, Billy Idol. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. okay. Gotcha, huh. gotcha, gotcha. Okay. I was like, is it like? I didn't recognize the song is... really or anything. I didn't know. <laughs> or, I no, maybe missed it. <laughs> After we watched, it, I, I was singing it for like the next like. I didn't know if it was like a parody <laughs> or something. See, I, I was singing the song from uh, Azkaban, the double, double, boil and trouble. <laughs> right. Toil and trouble. around like a crazy elf. <laughs> get it. Get it. Right. Get it. with myself. Oh, now I hear Idol. it. Yes, you're song. right. Yes, dancing the dancing with myself. With myself. You're yes. right. You're right. <laughs> yeah, totally. You Now I see what you're saying. Ah. Yeah. No. They didn't have to. <laughs> There's right. no laws and magic. <laughs> exactly. So, I will say something that I appreciated in this that I wished we got more of in the, the, the previous installments is that we got more of the other houses. Yes. We got Cedric and we got, but we still didn't even get much of Hufflepuff. Sure. And yeah. we got reference yeah. of Cho who's in Ravenclaw. So mm-hmm. like we got a little bit of a glimpse and, and moving forward, we obviously get Luna and like more. Yep. 
into the the other houses. But it's always like one character at a time kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And that's, and that's something that I've, I've mentioned before is that that's what I want. I want, I, cause you're, yes, you're going to hang out with your, with your house a lot more, Mm -hmm. but you're also going to be interacting with other students and other like upperclassmen, lowerclassmen. Like you, I want more of that. And yes, we get hints. So clicky. Very, oh, very much so. so Very much so. I just, I, I want more of the exploration of that in this movie, at least, hinted at it and and pointed towards it but you know didn't go quite as far as i would have liked it to yeah Mm -hmm. i guess just like the school aspect of harry potter is probably the least important of things because like the patel twins oh i know for for everybody but that's what i want (laughs) yeah (laughs) well hogwarts in general doesn't seem like it's the best school and from the first movie they said it was like the safest place aside from azkaban but proceeds to literally be the the most dangerous place in the wizarding world there was a moment in this there was a moment in this one where they're like yeah hogwarts probably isn't very safe and i'm like since when has it been safe since when never exactly (laughs) so that was another part of this that i like i don't know i get teenage rage and hormones and whatever (laughs) but like ron's decision to be an asshole to harry (laughs) after after his shit got done with the Triwizard Tournament or mm-hmm. picked from the Goblet of Fire, when it's like, obviously, clearly, the the when the Goblet spit out Harry's name, that was not normal. Yeah, that was not planned. Everyone was surprised, even Dumbledore. Yeah. Harry mm-hmm. was sitting right next to you, Ron. Well, no, Did he you... was standing and then tried to shrink himself. Like, that should have been alone right there. But like, oh, he's like uncomfortable right now. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. I'm, yeah. It's if like they, didn't give a shit if about they had shown it. him, he probably, like, as soon as it started spitting stuff out, he was like, oh, 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 I, this can only mean one thing. I gotta <laughs> go. I gotta leave. Um, so, like, but like regard even if he was like standing up but he he wasn't like enchanting it he wasn't off in the corner he wasn't right. like it wasn't like Ron was like where were you when they pulled out your name like you could right. have enchanted yeah. his reason for being such an ass to Harry is so right. well, it's he just, just convinced himself that yes. it, it was like yeah. you're like he was just like Harry you did this there's no other explanation you did this right right exactly. but also <laughs> Harry so is literally like you Harry's build, like you build I just narrative, want and then you buy into that narrative and you're supported by other people who also buy into that narrative that's a very common thing in life Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yes. and I, I mean, and, and jealousy is a very strong drug. It jealousy, really envy, is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that. Why that all alone... of a sudden does Ron care now, though? Like Harry always was more of like a semi celebrity, anyway. Yeah, exactly. Why does he give a shit all of a sudden? I don't but, know. Because Ron also... couldn't be be part of this, like at all. I guess but he's not. I it's just know. like yeah. it's also just the rules of like strength? did did someone did someone put your name in the goblet for you? Which is clearly what happened. Mm-hmm. But like if. Someone else can put the name in the goblet for you. Then, like Fred and George could have just had someone else put their name in the goblet for them. Mm-hmm. So it's just like right. these things. It's like the so again. Why would Harry go through all this trouble? Yeah, actually, if you were actually his friend and actually knew him, you'd know that he would never do that. Right, because all Harry wants is just one. One normal fucking year. Just <laughs> one normal year. I just don't want to almost die to one end. year. That's all he wants. He literally <laughs> hates that he's Harry Potter. So yeah. like, yeah. it's just that that kind of stuff. The the, I guess those kind of stakes had to be a lot more ridiculous and mm-hmm. and lower because the rest of the stakes were so high. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My favorite scene is probably when the dead high school girl 
who's played by a 30-year-old, is trying to look at an actual high schooler's wiener in the bathtub. Oh, That's yeah. right. Oh, my God. <laughs> that, that girl is, it was actually like 30 years old. <laughs> and, and Daniel Radcliffe is an actual teenager. Yeah, he was like 16 or something at this point. <laughs> okay, but he wasn't actually naked in the bathtub. You don't know that. You don't know that. <laughs> You've seen Prince Daniel Radcliffe's a method actor. He's like going full naked in this tub, right? Right. I mean, he he Burn did do me that a star under in, my forehead. in Broadway. Yeah, exactly. He did do a play, but that was when he was of age. He had already done it. <laughs> Easy. I just think it's I think it's funny though that Harry's like, why is no one just just straight with me? Why why is everyone so? God damn vague. Well, so I was pissed about there's you brought up a really good point. He literally tells Cedric, it's dragons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then and mm-hmm. then and then later he comes by, like Cedric comes by and he's like, I'm gonna help Harry. Hey, uh, go take take your egg to the bathtub. And, it's just, and Harry's like, What the fuck? And mull it over in <laughs> the water. Yeah. And like I was like, dude, just tell me. Just tell me. And not, not only that. That's exactly what I was referencing. It's yeah. like Harry's like he could have just told me to open it in the water. <laughs> I know. And not what only you- that, but it's implied that Myrtle had already made a pass at Cedric yeah. in that mm-hmm. same bathroom that mm-hmm. Cedric sends Harry to. Yeah. Uh, I, there's, it's just interesting. Yeah. Awkward. <laughs> uh, I yeah. like uh, later on, this is completely irrelevant, but I like that uh, nobody gives a fuck that somebody might have escaped from Azkaban the year after somebody, somebody escaped from Azkaban. <laughs> <laughs> They they really got lax with uh, their security. Yeah, they fired everybody. You didn't yeah, know apparently. all the dementors, <laughs> okay, unemployed Jesus. dementors. I believe, I believe. What do they do after? In the books, <laughs> the dementors actually are working for Death Eaters in the in Voldemort, right? I think it comes yeah. to that, but I didn't think at this point. Not at this point. I don't know. Maybe. But I think I think maybe it started at this point because then in in Order of the Phoenix, they're just in the Muggle world. Mm-hmm. Like, what's going on there? Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's right. So they they probably were controlled starting starting it cuz like the death eaters had already had plans mm-hmm. to make Voldemort return. They mm-hmm. attacked the Quidditch, the Quidditch World Cup and yeah. and all that stuff. So they probably and Azkaban is just full of death eaters. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure didn't didn't Sirius escape because he was an Animagus? I think it helped him. Yeah, I think he was able to so trick then them. I think maybe I feel like he's probably not the only Animagus, and he's probably not the only Death Eater who's an Animagus. So how come well, it took him twelve years to turn into an Animagus to escape Azkaban? Because don't you need a wand <laughs> for it? I don't think. What happens so. to the wand when he becomes an Animagus? It becomes Why a are you asking me these questions? <laughs> that was another thing, actually, that I that I remembered. That I totally remembered. That I'm so sorry to harp on Prisoner of Azkaban for just one more second. But like, okay, so so they turn Scabbers back into Peter, and he's fully clothed. Yep. Yeah. And then Peter mm. turns then back into the rat, and, and he clothes. loses his clothes. So I'm like, wait. So Which you were it? naked as the rat. So like. <laughs> Yo, Which you just spawn it? new clothes when you g- come out of your animal. Yeah, farm. I guess so. <laughs> I, yeah, that's I don't. some uh, magic. That's some yeah, Hulk that's exactly. magic. Magic. <laughs> How does Hulk's uh, clothing <laughs> change with him? Stretchy pants. Yep, stretchy pants. <laughs> stretchy pants. They addressed that. <laughs> it's for fun. Magically Why don't stretchy they pants. Stay stretched. Hulk Why are you magic? asking me these questions? <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so we got so, we got to start wrapping up. Uh, Jeff, uh, I have I have a couple more points I want to bring up. One thing that I caught this time around watching Goblet of Fire was um, Voldemort called Harry's mom a Muggle. Mm-hmm. Is that is that actually true? Because I thought she was at school with 
I thought yeah, they no, met. Harry's I thought mom their parents, is the his wish. parents met at school. Yeah, she's oh, so just muggle born. Yeah. Okay, I just heard him call her call her a muggle, and I was Petunia like, "What?" Was so yeah, jealous of her. Right. Ah, okay. Right. Okay. Which cool. was a great moment in uh, the first one, by the yeah. way, of that character just like, "Yeah, I hate you." Like just this seething anger for that reason. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, cool. I'm glad you guys knew that right off the bat. That's great. That I was just so confused. Clears that one up. Yes. And then the last thing I want to bring up again is what favorite prop would you want from the fourth movie? Ooh, before we get to props, I have one more because <laughs> okay. uh, I, I like I like Turn props down. as one of the one of the. <laughs> I just I like it as like more of like no, the rap, like the last. That's fair. Yeah. What What's with the Bond villain esque like explanations by the by the antagonist like to just yeah, lay like out Moody. everything like yeah and Voldemort. If Barty wanted to kill Harry by this point, just but kill just... Harry. Especially as psychotic yeah. and sociopathic as he right. I mean, yeah, the whole point was to get him to Voldemort. So he now... literally could have been like, "Here are the unforgivable curses of Kedavra. Oh no, I accidentally oh, no. killed Harry. Yeah. Oh. But then he'd have to drag the body over to Voldemort and get the blood. Right, just, exactly. That, that he would have been able to, to get the blood. <laughs> so the, the point of the of of helping him uh, with the tournament work. was yeah. to get to Voldemort, which I'm is fine. Wizard. But then when he comes back. Now the deed is done. Yeah. Now you know. So yeah, cool. Kill him. Or or you know, use Crucio. But yeah, I mean he does, but longer. Like, yeah, but Voldemort also takes it into a sporting mode because they had him like trapped, and then he just like he releases him, and then he's like, "All right, pick up your wand, dude. We're oh gonna do God, this." He, he, like he he was being very like like playful, almost yeah. gloating he's and shit like that. He's yes, yes, exactly. That's exactly. So it. like that doesn't. That's tracks for me why he'd be just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to like tell you all this and like, let's I'm going to fucking kill you easily. The hubris of the <laughs> villain is yeah. ridiculous. However, Ralph Fiennes as Voldemort. Again, yeah. talking about that's, perfect that's casting. That's what I'm talking about. Perfect. I think perfect. It's, it's Rafe Fiennes. Is it? Yeah. Oh. But like with <laughs> with that again, you, it. It, yeah, perfect casting. But I I guarantee you there are a lot of other actors who could also mm-hmm. do the same type of sure. character as Voldemort. So yeah. yeah, but I don't know what what Fines brought to it was just I don't know. He took it to another level. I mean, he really made him like this sadistic, maniacal. There's all, like there's a sense of pretentiousness as well mm-hmm. to him as well. Like there he, is. He was like, there's no way I can lose, kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He he. Yeah, had the, that air of superiority around mm-hmm. him. Also, again with the magical clothing. Good thing that the that the shadows and the smoke became robes. That was yeah. that was helpful for Valdi. One thing I'm really <laughs> upset about with the whole franchise is they did not dive into his backstory as much as the books. True, true. Yeah, they touch on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a it's bit, it's a little bit there, but, but again, you kind of need to know the source material to really get the full experience mm-hmm, with sure. this. Yeah, so. I don't know. I think maybe one of the reasons that he doesn't just kill him right away is maybe I'm stretching a bit, but Harry is a Horcrux, and so it's not easy to kill a Horcrux, and so maybe it's like there's some kind of like. But Voldemort yeah, but doesn't know, right? Unconscious. Yeah, nobody knows that. No, yeah, he doesn't like, know. It's like an but unconscious. He accidentally like, made that. Yeah, barrier. Oh, oh! I hate. You know what? That's the best explanation we're gonna get. I like that. <laughs> I'm holding on to that one. I think, no, that 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 honestly that that tracks out. If if that is if that would be the case, but mm-hmm. cool. Anybody else have anything else before we get to props? No. There's so much to talk about with these movies. It's yeah. ridiculous. Like we've gone Especially way with over. doubling up the movies. <laughs> yeah, I know. We've gone way episode. over. But yeah, so <laughs> if anybody loves these, you know, let us know and, and we'll we'll go really oh, in depth with each one, one of these movies. Is, you're talking about Harry and Hermione, but I know we also talked when we were watching the movie 
is oh, Ron and ne- uh, Neville and Ginny. Neville and Ginny. Oh, that right. was another so thing. He literally stumbles in at six in the morning after like yeah. dancing with her all night, yeah. and then that's it. And then so she's cute. like, "No, I like Harry." Yeah, <laughs> like no, I, they I date was, for I was a, for like two books. I was shipping yeah, Neville mm-hmm. and Ginny for a minute. Game. And then she just like casts him aside, and I'm like, "That's wow! What a Weasley! <laughs> yeah, what a Weasel! Typical fucking Weasleys." <laughs> Weasel out of that one. <laughs> hey. hey! Also, uh, we we actually see a live ferret in this one. How do you guys yeah. feel about that? Love it! Loved it. Love that part. That <laughs> was so cute. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> it was funny. It was adorable. I love ferrets. I was sad to see dead ferrets in the in Third. prisoner basket yeah. it was very sad but <laughs> being alive one was cute that was that was a fun scene mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so then to go to props yeah yes all right so jeff ask your question yeah no what what, <laughs> what favorite prop from the fourth movie would you guys want they want the weasel <laughs> i i'm uh, i'm gonna answer twice because i have a favorite prop and a favorite costume Ooh. favorite costume hermione's yule ball dress uh, okay mm-hmm. yeah okay just love it iconic sure. it is so pretty yeah. such pretty dress um and then favorite prop i'd have to say the golden egg okay Cool. I, yeah. Ooh, the I egg is pretty really, cool. Yeah, I really like the golden egg. It was just such a cool. I like the little clasp. I like. I like the way it, it opens. It opens. Yeah. It, it was just minus such the a, shriek. I don't want the shriek. <laughs> yeah, don't want that. But <laughs> I, I love the song when it's underwater. That yeah, was totally. beautiful. So yeah, I'd I'd probably have to say the golden egg. Okay, um, cool. But right. yeah, I just I loved my favorite parts were the tournaments in this movie, sure. um, because I just love me love me a good challenge and I love me a good like figuring out to a challenge. Sure. Nice. So I'm between a few. Yeah, I really like the pensive, the pensive. I really like that. That idea is great. The gillyweed, I would love, absolutely okay. love. The Triwizard Cup, just because that's yep. a pretty badass cup. Yeah, totally. Fair. I honestly, I'm, I'm the the top two that I want is Rita Skeeter's like notepad or quill. Uh-huh, yeah, I okay. want the assistant, yeah. like in live, like <laughs> real time. That that takes whatever <laughs> I want it to say, not the action, not not what people say. That's pretty interesting. Also, a good like you know shout out to what media actually chat, is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, right. We do live in the technology <laughs> age now. You're right. You're right. All right, scratch that one. Uh, just like the quill did. No, the one, the number one prop that I want is I want those dragons. I want the little yeah, dragons. Little baby dragons. hundred percent. I I mean, are, are the dragons a prop? Yes, those little <laughs> tiny ones. Which ones are the tiny ones? Where, where they have to pick which dragons yeah. they're going to fight. Oh, the Hungarian. Are those not? Okay, let me get this straight. Are they not actual like animals? Correct. Like, separate no, from the just, other big just ones? animated figures. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're like, I they're would like, like a little dragon. Little <laughs> yeah. That would be cute. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's what I want. you have to I feed want. it? No. No, because it's a little like, it's like an action figure, but it moves on its own. Okay. Luke, what do you got? What, what's the one you want? I also like Rita's notebook, but... I'm also between that and Polyjuice Potion. Mm-hmm. Okay. And okay. Mad Eye's Eye. I thought about that too. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I'd want to wear, like, Does take it out my eye. Does have to make those mechanical lens sounds? God, please yeah. no. <laughs> I just don't want to lose know. an eye for another eye, though. No, just, can I just like put it over my I don't know if you can. I don't think so. I don't think so. You got to lose the eye. You got to lose the eye. All right. In that case, uh, Polyjuice Potion. Okay, cool. I, I could... I, I could see some moments where yeah, Moody's trench coat would be a, a, one of the costumes that oh, I would want. Probably. Costume, oh, for oh, sure. No, one of Durmstrang's coats. I love. Those oh coats. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Okay. That's true. Cool. Nice. Yeah, yeah. That, that's pretty great. That's pretty great. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, for mine, I I do have down the egg or the Tri Wizard trophy as uh-huh, well. Uh-huh. If um, without magical abilities on them, the egg for sure. Sure. Like if it was just sitting on my shelf, it looks badass and 
is what it is. Mm-hmm. But if it has magical abilities, I think I'd go trophy because then if I can, if it's a port key and I can like designate where that port key takes me, that'd mm-hmm. be fucking sweet. That's <laughs> so that's badass. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Here's so. my question about the about the trophy. Does it belong to the school who whose student wins it, or does it belong to the student who won the tournament? I thought it I belonged thought the student. To, the, to the student. Yeah. Because I know, like, for instance, in the first Harry Potter movie, there's that trophy case. Oh, yeah. With yeah, all yeah. the Quidditch. Yeah, uh, yeah trophies, trophies and, and medals and, and stuff. Yeah. Hmm. Good question. And, and schools often will keep, like, right. yeah, things like that, I think, right? Unless it's an same individual, with, unless it's like same with sports teams, sport. will keep like the the championship for the for the team, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, the Stanley Cup doesn't mm-hmm. just go to one person. Yeah, it's but at- this this tournament also was not a, like a team effort, really. It was a individual mm-hmm. person. Yeah, person, yeah I'm, going, thing. I, I'm pretty sure it's it's an individual keeps it. Mm. Maybe maybe you just get a ring, like a football <laughs> ring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, what do you think? Should we should we move on and rate these things? Oh. Ah. I rated, did not rated, think about rated, my ratings. Rate it, rate it. Were you, were, were you happier rated. with the acting in the fourth one than yes, the third one? Yes, I was. Yes, I was. Because there's some stellar acting. I yes, I, I think overall, like everyone's really filling out as an actor. Obviously, all of the the seasoned veterans are just fantastic. And upcoming, but... like um, Robert Pattinson. Oh yeah, we didn't even talk about Pattinson. He jumped out of a tree, just like he does in Twilight. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was his audition. audition. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're like this guy. He's it. <laughs> got so it he's a spider monkey <laughs> <laughs> there's so much to talk about <laughs> all right no we gotta we gotta move on we gotta rate these things we gotta get out of here all so right. let's go uh luke nala since you guys weren't here for the first one i want to get your uh sorcerer's stone and chamber of secrets ratings all right if you guys had to range. rate one and two what would you give one and two uh sorcerer stone i would give a nine and three cultures. Okay. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> and Chamber of Secrets, I would give a eight and a quarter. 9.75, and you said eight and a quarter. Okay. I'd say for Sorcerer's Stone, also 8.75, and Chamber of Secrets... Wait, Luke, did you say 8.75? No, I said nine and three cold. Okay, that's what I thought I heard. So you said... <laughs> I said 8.75, 8.75 for, for, for Sorcerer's, Sorcerer's Stone. Stone. Okay, great. And 8.5 for Chamber Secrets. Five, okay. Got it. I love that first movie. <laughs> yeah. They're all like very... They get huge nostalgic points for like this entire franchise. Yes, does. this whole franchise is huge on nostalgia for me. Mm-hmm. All right, sweet. Uh, let's do... What did, you, what did you rate it? I ended up uh, giving Sorcerer's Stone a 7.5 and Chamber of Secrets 7.75. It was hard because these next movies I think I liked better. Mm-hmm. And so it's gets I have to like set a base range to where <laughs> I, it's like all of a sudden I have to start figuring out where the rest fall into play in some way. <laughs> so Jeff, do you know where you want to put Azkaban? Yeah, I think I'm going to put Azkaban. 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 Uh, God, I'm just not going to say it anymore. Um Hmm, I think I'm going to put it at an 8 point, I want to say 8.25. 8.25. Yeah. Okay. And that would put Goblet of Fire, I think, at an 8 for me. Interesting. Interesting. Guys, yeah. do you know where you want to go? Do you need a minute? Uh, I'm going to go 
Because again, I do love it. I'm going to go nine for Prisoner of Azkaban. Nice. Ooh. Nice. And, going bold. <laughs> and I'll go, I'll go 8.25 for Goblet of Fire. Okay. Uh, Prisoner of Azkaban, uh, 8.75. Okay. And Goblet of Fire, I give it a solid eight. Solid eight. Solid eight. All right, Brandon. All right, so <laughs> I am not a hundred percent locked into mine. I'm I'm kind of on the fence with both of these. Um, <laughs> we'll I really enjoyed both of them <laughs> overall. Um, I thought that the Azkaban did inter- interesting things cinematically and artistically, um, but I didn't care for the performances. I thought that they were just a bit weak, um, and I just I don't know. I, some of the plot holes were kind of bit thorny for me um i mean the characters themselves became interesting the plot i thought again was where it really became an interesting story for the whole franchise so i give that a lot of props as well um i think i love the exploration of the world around hogwarts like quite literally the grounds around hogwarts and not just staying inside the castle so the production value went up um overall i think i'm also gonna give that one an eight for me and then goblet of fire is I, I think i liked it a little bit more um even though we got virtually none of the classes which is like <laughs> the thing that i love right um i thought i thought the editing was really crisp in goblet, goblet of fire i thought that was great mm-hmm. that the score was was uh a nice touch to kind of you know creep in and out where it did um i thought besides the some some of the the uh sound effects i thought that the you know production itself was actually really good um, the acting I thought was much better. The CGI was by far the best. Um, those dragons were in- insane. Yeah, um, cool. yeah. I, I really I, I like this one a lot more, and I really enjoyed the tournament itself, and again, like the competition side of it. So, I think I'm going to give that one an eight point two five. You know, mm. can I change my answer? Yes, of course. Uh, I'm gonna only give, now. I'm going to give Goblet <laughs> of Fire an eight and a half. Eight and a half. Oh, okay. I see. You had to like it a little bit more than me. <laughs> you had to go there just because I said eight point two five. No, it's just it's been a minute since I watched Chamber of Secrets, and I think I used to like Chamber of Secrets more. But I'm like reflecting on it, and after watching Goblet of Fire more recently, yeah, I think I you like Goblet a little bit more I than Chamber. It's just Goblet fun. Yeah, it's like a lot, it's got a huge variety of things going on, which is fun. Yeah, yeah, the whole sporting thing. Yeah, yeah, they, it's, it's got a lot going for it. So. All right, sweet. Uh, Matt, good luck cutting this one together. I apologize. We <laughs> ran way over. Sorry. Uh, Did you want our <laughs> other ratings on the other ones? No, not yet. Oh, okay. no, we, haven't done, we haven't done anything else yet, so we've only done those. Plus, that gives cool. you an opportunity to watch them if you want to. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Get refreshed. Oh, are, we're, we're doing this again. Well, I was I was gonna say, yeah, we'd love to have you guys back for sure oh, for oh boy for more episodes <laughs> or at least more opinions. You know, you can always yeah. you can always tweet at us or send us an email. Like everybody else, you can follow us uh, on socials. We're at what we watched on Facebook and YouTube. We're at watched underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, send us an email email at watchedmoviespod at gmail dot com. Um, don't forget to like, subscribe, send us some feedback. Let us know what you think, what, uh, what props you want from these movies and anything else that we may have missed. Like I said, like Matt said at the very beginning of this whole, uh, fantastic franchise, if you love this series, we'll go even further in depth because there's so much to get into with these, with these movies. But 
for now. Guys, thanks so much for uh, for a really fun conversation. Yeah. All right. Enjoy the movies. We'll talk to you yeah. later. Woo!